0: Nothing's working right now. Try to do a countdown. Hopefully you can all hear me. We're having a heck of a time. Uh, I can tell you right now that I even sent the wrong link out to my social media to talk with you all about this craziness today. No introduction, no countdown. Please confirm in the chat that you can even see me. I'd, I'd love to make sure that we'll do that live together, talking about all sorts of stuff. But mainly this, if any of this works, none of these buttons are working right now. Move at speed, people, and things just don't happen for you. It's crazy. It's crazy. Let's see if they can get this up. Yes, of course. Why are we here to talk? I have so many stories to share with you, even over the past hour, that it is nuts. So let's get to it. Let's pretend we had an intro. You heard the great virtual legality music that I love so much. Folks, I wasn't going to have a virtual legality episode this afternoon. Honestly, I've done 10 tapings uh, between Sunday and today. We were maybe just going to skip virtual legality today. Somebody asked me earlier this morning, said, Rick, I hear the Federal Trade Commission, they might be meeting today. And uh, what do you think? Is there a chance of an announcement? I said, you know, I don't think so. I think people are probably overhyping the fact that they're even taking a vote on this right now. I suspect if they do vote for it, we won't hear an announcement for some time. And well, then this happened about, I don't even know, 20 minutes ago. And in all honesty, what happened from my perspective is that I was taking a few calls from journalists that I think, to their credit, are trying to get more of this story right. And I was, a fo- I was, on, I was on the phone with one of them, major publication, humble bragging, of course. But it was a major publication. And they just go, oh, this is just coming in, Rick. Uh, the FTC is elected to sue. And I said, what, right, right now, while we're on this call? I said, yeah, it's, kinda, it's on Bloomberg Terminal. Uh, and, uh, and then immediately it was, uh, can I get your thoughts on this? Uh, I have what? Uh, I don't I don't know that I have any thoughts on it imminently, but we, we got ourselves together, both the reporter and myself, and we put together some thoughts on what is happening here, and I'm going to share them with you. I've invited most everybody that I know. I want to make sure I have my Twitter up in case anybody wants to join on this uh, from the gaming side of what I participate in, from the legal side, uh, and I'm trying to make sure that that people get properly invited, but we'll see. I, I'm told other folks are in work right now. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what any of these people are talking about. But we'll, we'll see. We're hanging out, 500 of us already to talk about what this means. This is going to be a conversation with me, sure. But nobody has any real news other than the vote happened. So we'll also be talking with chat what your thoughts are, whether you feel betrayed by my 70-30, and now because that 30% looks a little bit more likely than that 70%, you want to have it out with me? You want to say some things about my prognostications on this? I'm okay with that. We can talk about it the entire way. As always, if you want to flag me down, put question in big capital letters, at Hoag Law, use Super Chats. Those are always fantastic. I always appreciate the support of the channel, but not mandatory to get my attention. We do have a couple of those to start out with, though. We're going to take this off the screen. I've got the articles as they appear right now. I've got a couple of quotes. If you see anything in the chat that you want me to cover, I will try to pull that up behind the scenes as well. But my goodness, Federal Trade Commission votes to sue Microsoft and Activision to block their transaction. And this vote everybody anticipates was three to one Democratic commissioners against Republican commissioner. We talked about this earlier in the series in the New York Post article that said the Democratic commissioner might be flipping. They didn't know who that would be. It was a rumor. It was a whisper. Turns out that it doesn't look like they flipped or even maybe considered flipping. And certainly When folks were asking me as Microsoft went on this public relations parade over the last few days, whether or not that was because they thought they were losing or because it was because they thought they could help solidify a flip, I said, it doesn't really matter. Either way, if you think you're losing right now, now's the time to unload the barrels on this particular argument. It's also the time if you think you can solidify that flip. As it turns out, well, Wall Street Journal op-eds, contracts with Nintendo, not contracts, but statements from Steam wasn't going to stop the Federal Trade Commission from trying to make an example of a very unusual deal to make an example out of. We'll talk about it all here. I didn't even have time to bring up the playlist. I think this is the 53rd or 54th video that will be in the Microsoft Times Activision playlist. We're here hanging out. It's a lawsuit party. We'll also do a video, by the way, folks, in case you think this isn't going to be substance filled enough. When the actual complaint document is filed, I would say that I anticipate that complaint document to look a lot like some of the arguments we've seen leveled at this potential deal, especially by the Competition and Markets Authority of the United Kingdom, as well as the European Commission of the European Union. And that will mean bifurcating the market into little subsections, including a market for subscription services and cloud gaming services. That's my expectation. Maybe they went a completely different way. We know from watching the FTC operate this year that they've been willing to fight and make somewhat not so lucid arguments against Facebook acquiring within as a VR app manufacturer. And they might well say that we've got nascent markets in play here. And those nascent markets are something that we would rather have essentially Microsoft build its own infrastructure to participate in rather than buy participants in that infrastructure. We don't know what this document is going to look like. I do know just from hearing uh, through the grapevine that it is anticipated that this will not be seeking a federal court preliminary injunction. They won't be seeking a court to block the deal, presumably because they feel the timeline is long enough that they don't need a federal court to try to help them block the deal. And instead, they will be bringing an administrative complaint, which we have talked about in the past. We might bring it up again here if anybody's interested in that procedure. And I can find those particular documents to talk about what an administrative law proceeding looks like at the FTC level, if folks do want to know about that. But suffice to say, The Federal Trade Commission is invested with judges that operate within its organization. They bring a claim to those judges. The judges are supposed to be unbiased and neutral. In fact, those judges, the administrative law judges, have essentially ruled against the Federal Trade Commission in the recent past on the claims that they have tried to make in this more aggressive, more activist mode that they've been in uh, in the recent past couple of years. But here's the rub. Who do you appeal an administrative law judge's uh, issuance of a ruling to? You appeal it to yourselves. The Federal Trade Commission, if it's ruled against at the administrative judge level, says, well, we can appeal it to ourselves, and we decided that we were right. And that can, in fact, happen. In fact, that very question of how administrative law judge rulings work and exactly how this infrastructure within regulatory bodies in the United States is up for consideration at the Supreme Court right now. They just heard arguments about this potentially being a violation of due process last month so there's all sorts of stuff flying around, folks. As you can tell, I'm energized. <laughs> this is a crazy afternoon for everybody. I'm so glad to have everybody here. Super, stat, super chats are pouring in. I want to answer those questions first, but I'm really excited to be here with you all having this conversation. I have no idea whether anybody else is going to show up. You might just be stuck with me, but let's talk about it because this is fascinating. Jeremy G, thank you for the super chat. MVP Hogue. I don't know about that. Certainly, I felt like I was just spinning around, hitting buttons in the last 15 minutes or so. But I'm glad to have you all here with me, and I'm glad to be talking about it with you all. What a ride this has been. Deal announced in January, sued over in December, the entirety of 2022. And I have to be honest, you know, Microsoft, the Federal Trade Commission, the Competition and Markets Authority, everybody's efforts to really grow virtual legality are are welcome. So thank you to everybody participating in all this on the transaction side. Couldn't have done it without you. We're now averaging well over one episode per week since this deal was announced on this. Uh, and that is absolutely crazy. So thank you so much, Jeremy G. Thank you all of the rest of the G's in the chat. This is fantastic. This is going to be a very interesting time frame. And that bet that I just made that the playlist would end at about 75 videos. Well, that just got blown out of the water, folks. Justin doesn't look at, question mark, the FTC has lost it, he says. Lost it. Future cloud market is the only fraction of a good case here. If I hear more about Call of Duty, or Dory, Dory from like Finding Nemo, I'm going to go crazy, says Justin doesn't look at it. Thank you for the super chat, Justin. We can talk about this. We're going to try to talk about it rationally. We're going to try to talk about it, uh, trying to understand where they're coming from. We're going to look at some of the news articles. We're going to look at some of the statements that I have found. I'm going to probably need your help to flag more if you see any, because I can't see everything. It's flying around. Everybody's reporting on it. There's basically no information outside the vote. uh, And that's just the perfect time to jump on with my friends and talk through these issues on the internet, right? Thank you so much, Justin, for the support. Pre-authorized transaction for $110.09 from PayPal, which I love as a profile name. The FTC statement sounds exactly like what Sony was saying. Sounds like they're protecting Sony's interests instead of consumers like the CMA. I actually have to go find the FTC's actual statement here, because I started putting this video together when we had the Washington Post with a stub article and the Bloomberg Terminal article just being said, they voted to sue. So we're going to have to pick up those statements. We're going to have to find those uh, for ourselves. I I think we can probably do that, but it's going to take a minute. Wooter K., you are excused for your estimations. You cannot be held liable for the FTC's insanity. Tongue out, laughing emoji. Well, folks asked me, right? I, I talked about the Nintendo issue in the contract yesterday. I've talked about this deal extensively, obviously. Uh, and they said, well, aren't you going to move this up? Aren't you going to bump this up from 70-30? I said, I don't think it's ever going to be higher than seventy thirty in this political environment because I just don't think you can discount regu- regulators deciding to make hay past that 30% probability level, right? That you don't need a good case If you think the mechanisms of justice are in your favor, if you think it's too costly to bring a case against them, I have sat here and I have told you for 50 some odd weeks now that this is not historically a good case in antitrust jurisprudence, that if this were to be challenged up to the level where a court would actually be hearing the Federal Trade Commission's complaints, and that's not their own judge necessarily. If the FTC then decides that they are right, no matter what the administrative law judge says, at that point, you can appeal it to the court of appeals level. And Microsoft might try to go around the horn and appeal it to the district court level. We don't know. We don't know. That's one of the things that's up for the Supreme Court decision right now. But either way, you can get into the judiciary. The United States courts will look at whether the Federal Trade Commission has the right to do this. They don't get to just decide it in a vacuum, but it can take a long time. It can take a lot of money. It can take all sorts of resources away from your actual ongoing operations. And so it's going to be very interesting to see whether Microsoft, over the past few weeks, which it was talking about suing over this and is talking about it right now, we'll, we'll mention that again, actually goes through with it, right? Because there's value to suggesting that you're going to sue over it. You say, you, you watch yourselves, Federal Trade Commission, you watch yourselves, European regulators. We, we're going to sue over this if you try to press it, right? That's, that's useful to puff out your chest and present as it actually having to do it actually having to spend that money, that time, those resources is a different ball of wax. Now, I think there's three billion balls of wax that could help back them up. But also note this, the Federal Trade Commission suing to block this deal now in December of 2022 puts a billion dollars on the line for Microsoft. Right? I don't know if you remember, but if you remember that merger agreement at all, there's an escalating scale as to how much money they owe Activision for a deal being blocked. It's more complicated than that, but let's just use that right now. Starts at $2 billion. there's an interim period that it goes to $2.5 billion. and then if it takes long enough, it goes to 3000000000 billion. We're right now in the $2 billion window, which means Microsoft isn't just playing with what well, we've got a couple billion dollars to save from lawyers' fees. They also got a billion dollars to save just opting out, just jumping off the boat, just saying, all right, whatever, uh, that we don't even have to worry about that third billion dollars. I've talked about the fact that people have been reporting it a little bit incorrectly because there is this escalator in time, and it'll be interesting to see whether part of the consideration here is the Federal Trade Commission said... We've actually got some leverage on our own. We can go say you can save a billion dollars by just saying, nah, just getting out. What'll happen? I don't know. I don't know. But I appreciate the super chat, Wooter. Thank you so much. Dark Saya with a super chat. If my head's going to explode, I can't imagine yours. Thanks again. <laughs> you know, honestly, my head's not going to explode from this. And, and the reason is this. I think I've said this pretty consistently from the start of this playlist. You can never judge the mind of a regulator. Uh, And and people get mad at me on this. They say, oh, Microsoft's got great lawyers. They know what they're doing. Epic's got great lawyers. They know what they're doing. Sony or Apple or whoever. Absolutely, they do. They have great lawyers. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they don't. But no human being on Earth can promise you with 100% certainty that they know what a regulator is going to do or what a judge is going to do or any other human being on Earth is going to do. As you can see, they can elect to sue regardless of whether Hogue thinks they have a strong case or not, whether they have a strong case in some kind of platonic ideal reality or not they can just hit those buttons. And here we are in lawsuit land. That's up to the regulators. Now, are they going to win long-term? I would argue that if it gets all the way down to a determination by the court system, no, I don't think the Federal Trade Commission would win this. Is Microsoft willing to take that bet and go that far and spend that much time? What do you think, chat? I don't know. And Parallax Abstraction has been a supporter of the channel for a long time. Thank you for the super chat, Parallax. I should be working right now, but I am here for the madness along with 1200 of your closest friends. Hello, everybody. Appreciate you as always, Rick. Strong arm emoji. Yeah. Betting Microsoft wishes they could use a strong arm emoji in real life a little bit here. Let me make sure I grab everything else. I am going to try to take the normal chats as well, uh, but I do want to make sure that the people that are generous enough to support the channel get what they paid for. Everybody's so nice today. Do you think there would ever be a decision like the consent decree of 1948? Honestly, Justin Say, and I don't recognize the reference. Uh, I think there's a possibility that there could be a consent decree here. Again, as we have talked about, you can negotiate for concessions in a consent decree whenever you like. It's not like it's over when they move to sue. They're going to have an administrative complaint, they're going to put that forth, and they could, out of the background, negotiate concessions and say, we're going to drop this lawsuit if we get X, Y, and Z. And they're playing a, just a, a, a more advanced version of hardball, right? A concession, a consent decree is effectively a settlement. You see this all the time in, in civil cases. Uh, this is a little bit different because you've got a government regulator on one side, but you've got a situation where we're going to sue, we're going to sue, we're going to sue. We've sued. You can still go and say, all right, what, do you, what is it going to take to get you to drop this lawsuit? What do we have to promise? What do we have to do? Uh, and that's still a possibility as part of this. I didn't even turn everything off that otherwise makes noises here, folks. I'm doing my best, I promise. Uh, but I don't know that specific consent decree. I apologize for that. It is, in fact, the case that they could still be negotiating behind the scenes. Lucius Augustus with a super chat. If you watched the Wall Street Journal CEO Council with Lena Kahn, that's the chairperson of the Federal Trade Commission, she dropped hints that she was going to do this despite the legal hurdles. The FTC has gone mad. Yes, if you look at Lena Khan's speeches in the last couple of years, one of the things that she has said pretty significantly, and I disagree with this philosophically entirely, let's put my biases out there, is that we'll bring bad cases just to prove a point, just to try to keep the corporations at heel. We'll bring bad cases that we don't think could ultimately win on the law to make sure that they are cautious about these various things. She has said that they don't mind losing bad cases, essentially. And I think that that is a problem with a regulatory environment that otherwise has plenary total authority. Uh, But but president has the right to pick their uh, members of the Federal Trade Commission. This is what the Federal Trade Commission has elected to do. So while I can disagree philosophically, I don't have the power to change things from here. We can talk about it. We can hopefully answer questions. Uh, but when I put up that video about the Facebook deal and I said every deal is at risk, I meant it. Uh, and so that's where we wound up. Tom from Toonami says, Brad Smith literally said we gave peace a chance. Laughing my ass off. Yeah, I'll look at Brad Smith's comment again. I think Tom Warren highlighted it. We've got an article from The Verge. I've got some comments. I still need to go and find the FTC's specific comments so we can talk about those. Cameron O'Neill, what role did the U.S. versus Microsoft 1999 ruling by District Court Judge Thomas Penfield Jackson play in this outcome from the FTC? I would say zero. Uh, The issues at play in this particular case with respect to purchasing a uh, provider of content to a video game platform is pretty distinct from the bundling arguments that were made against Microsoft internal uh, and their multiple applications through their Windows operating system. I don't know. Maybe the Federal Trade Commission and their complaint document will try to put those two together. The only impact I would argue that was had here, Cameron, and thank you so much for the super chat, is that Microsoft was a known vector for the Department of Justice and antitrust in general, both in the United States and in Europe and the United Kingdom and beyond. Uh, so they were the kind of company that has gone through this before that you see across your desk and you say, hey, maybe we should bring a case again. I've said that's from the beginning at a near $70 billion deal with Microsoft, a big tech company on the line. You might just feel, regardless of the legalities, that it's worth the political price to bring the claim. The Don CJG, Brad Smith of Microsoft says the time for peace is over. Her the gloves off? They don't have much of a choice. I will say this, like I just said to a prior Super Chat question, they can always try to be negotiating concessions. In fact, if you go look at other deals that have gotten blocked and died, like NVIDIA Arm, they offered like 18 different ways of trying to settle uh, with the Federal Trade Commission that the Federal Trade Commission all rejected. And I think that deal was significantly easier to understand as an antitrust block than this one is, not the least of which because there's actual security issues with respect to to ownership of various bits of electronic hardware componentry, and not so much with, well, owning Activision content. But yeah, I, I think Brad Smith, I think Microsoft, you will see a, uh, a Luigi-esque stare uh, from that company going forward against the regulatory bodies. And that wouldn't surprise me if there was a follow-on PR tour of righteous indignation. Would be my guess, we'll see. Eric Hockling, the FTC is officially insane. They are entirely protecting Sony with this decision, and this is certainly not a pro-consumer decision. I tend to agree. Obviously, you're preaching to the choir here. I don't think the Federal Trade Commission has a very strong case, but to play the devil's advocate, I think you could say that even if they have a bad case, they could be motivated by trying to change the antitrust laws in general, right? We've seen this from the various parties in Washington, both Republican and Democrats, that they want to force a change in the antitrust laws to have some kind of reform and whether or not that would be a good thing or a bad thing, that's a policy discussion. Maybe we'd talk about it on a future video, although we generally avoid those, but you could say that you bring this case to highlight the issues with the antitrust, that Microsoft is very likely to win this argument, very likely, if it comes down to it uh, at the end of the day, and maybe you wanna highlight that. The antitrust laws are broken. Microsoft can get away with this and no FTC can stop them, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know. That's kind of a benefit of the doubt, but again, I don't much care for that philosophy. We'll see how it goes. Uh, oh, my goodness. So many chats. I give this deal 30%. You flipped. I gave it 70-30. You've moved to 3070. I think that's actually probably pretty fair. Um, if you look at historically, once the FTC decides to move against a company, companies don't have a lot of success with that. Uh, and I think the Federal Trade Commission is using the cost and time and resources that it takes to move through this process. And the question marks that big giant companies don't like to have tech or otherwise, and saying, all right, your move. Are you really going to fight us on this? And the answer might well be yes. Microsoft has presented that they will. We'll see if they actually move forward with that. How long could it take, asks the beer baron. Years. It really depends. Uh, The legal process moves slowly. You've got a big corporation with a big regulatory body. uh, So that means a lot of paperwork both ways. Both are well-resourced, well healed, have a lot of lawyers. uh, And so it can take a long time. Now, the administrative judge process is probably shorter, but I'm assuming that the question is, when could we get to a definitive answer? There's no deal or there's going to be a deal. If Microsoft fights it, you're looking at potentially a very long time indeed. Sorry about that. <laughs> Here's a question. How long do these types of lawsuits normally take? I just answered that. Save the game media. It's, it's a matter of years. The administrative law side can be a bit quicker, uh, but you are looking at years and not days on this kind of thing. Hopefully that helps answer things. It does depend on a host of things within the regulatory body and the judiciary and who wins at what level. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. TILF official. What happens if MS wins in court? If they absolutely just straight up win, uh, a win is they do not substantially lessen competition. The merger in and of itself is not violative of the Sherman Act, of the Clayton Act, of the Federal Trade Commission Act, or its powers. And so, yeah, they can just move forward, uh, and then they don't have to do anything on the on the side of concessions. Concessions are essentially. This is illegal in terms of it violates the statute if it were just to go forward naked. And here are the things that we can promise to you to make it not illegal. If they were to just go all the way to the end and a court says, hey, there's no problem here uh, at all and rule against the Federal Trade Commission, then Microsoft doesn't have to consent to anything. Uh, How likely that is, uh, is uh, going to be in the eye of the beholder. Joshua B, no shot Microsoft doesn't fight this deal, says Joshua. Too much money on the line. Whole thing is ridiculous. Feels like delaying the inevitable. I certainly think you could levy an argument at the Federal Trade Commission that bringing a weak case is mostly just an expenditure of time and taxpayer dollars if they believe, like I do, that the case is in fact weak. Certainly the signaling we get out of Lena Khan's office is that it probably is on the weaker side. They understand that and they don't care uh, that this is big enough to signal with this pers- with this prospective deal uh, and that that's worth in and of itself the weight in gold that could be expended. Uh, and it's not honestly, it's not their money. Uh, so. It'll be interesting to see. I, I I understand the kind of concerns about all of this uh, from the chat. We'll see how it goes. Not Jack. ATVI only down 1.5%. Watching the market. I like it. Smart money, not worried. Just know the paydays. Uh, net present value got a little lower. Economics terms, that date has moved out, especially in an inflationary environment. That date has moved out. So the value of their investment right now is reduced. I think that's right. Although only 1.5 so far is interesting. I would have expected more of a three to five drop on this particular news. So you might be right. People had already priced in the issue, right? It was only trading in the mid 70s. uh, And so people are hanging on for now, at least. We'll see. We will see. (laughs) Friendly Neighborhood Blue Shell says, I wish the FTC didn't use my tax money for this foolishness. And then four, I don't know what you would describe these emojis as, kind of stayed, Mm, grumpy, grumpy emojis. (laughs) Absolutely. Bobby Kotick has also responded. All right. Are these on Twitter? So I could probably find these behind the scenes. I could go uh, and uh, see if I can't find uh, some of this news after we get through some of the early chats here. Just making sure everybody is taken care of. And I'm already a couple minutes behind. Uh, I'm glad to see everybody here. I think this is a big news day. It's a big news story. Evan Olmsted says, if it falls through, think Activision will still do marketing with Sony. At the end of the day, I have the same kind of philosophy on answering these kinds of questions as I do in any other context, which is in business, the sack of money usually finds a way, right? If you imagine Jeff Goldblum talking about money on table. So I always thought Spider-Man would find his way back into the MCU. Sony and Marvel would work that out. Indeed, they did. I think Activision is going to hold a grudge for a little while uh, on this. And then ultimately, wherever the money makes the most sense, wherever it's the most rationally placed, whether that's in a marketing deal or otherwise, will ultimately come to fruition. But but it's possible that that grudge period lasts longer than usual because this is, um, this is a big deal. It, this didn't have a lot of voices against it. It really only had one. Uh, it is a participant in the industry in which you provide content for. Uh, and while you still have a fiduciary responsibility to not burn your investors' money in a fire, honestly, Sony as a partner in that industry has burned the investors' money in a fire, right? They were slated to get $95 on... Each share that they held, they were going to make bank, they were going to make a lot of money, uh, and they are no longer going to do that, uh, and it's Sony's fault. So what that looks like at a board level, at a management level, and what the investors want to do uh, in terms of how much pressure they're going to impose on the management of Activision is an open question, if we assume it all just dies. Now, I'll say this, if Activision is acting independently in any regard, uh, even at the Microsoft level, if it became a Microsoft subsidiary, if they have any independence. I think that bridge is already burned. I don't think it actually matters which way this goes. I think Sony has made itself uh, a public enemy to a lot of actors in the industry. And we'll see what, if any, kind of remedies are required there or or what the industry winds up looking like in the near future. What a news item, by the way, for the day of the Game Awards, right? Parallax Abstraction, any thoughts on what could happen to Lena Khan should the FTC lose? This feels like an anti-tech vendetta on her part and that she's hanging a lot on this. I think she is hanging a lot on this. I I think this is by far the biggest move that she's engaged in so far. Uh, And I think you do have a series of Federal Trade Commission, at least questionable choices, uh, that are worthy of pursuing. Uh, Now, this is a uh, commissioned uh, officer, if you will. This is a person selected by the president, approved by the Senate. Uh, In general, uh, it's not easy to move on from that. So you'd have to be looking at something like a Biden request. Uh, to have her removed uh, or something along those lines. And honestly, I don't see it happening. So I think Lena Khan survives this, uh, but I think that there would be a lot of negative press and a lot of questions asked if the FTC spends X amount of dollars on what a lot of folks, not just me, are telling you is a bit of a reach uh, on these kinds of transactions and it all blows up on her. I don't know. I can't tell you that, but I can tell you in general agency people are pretty well protected in the decisions that they make. Adam A, how did Microsoft handle the 90s monopoly breakup? Well, uh, it wasn't really a monopoly breakup. If you go look at the 90s, it's actually really interesting. They lose a case, they appeal it. There's a whole host of things that happen. But at the end of the day, basically what happens in the monopoly case against Microsoft is that time heals all wounds. And they had already lost the advantages that they were being prosecuted about. And basically everything just moves forward as if it didn't happen at the end of that particular procedure. So it's a little bit of an odd duck. It's not a great analog for when we're talking about Epic versus Apple or this, the FTC versus Microsoft. Man, maybe I should do another playlist. I don't even know uh, on this particular topic, but it is useful. We can go look at it. Maybe we'll do a, a historical review. If we ever get any days of the week, that don't include massive news items. Maybe we'll do some kind of evergreen, let's talk about the 90s Microsoft case and move through the documents one by one, just as a kind of background uh, so that people can know it. Tom Grace here, and I think it's important to catch both sides. Tom Grace says, I support the FTC. All right, all right, Tom. I'm sure that many do. So I think that's a worthwhile uh, conversation in this space as well. Eternal Shaddai says, I have a question. Ubisoft, It's not on the same level as Activision Blizzard, but their studios are scattered like Activision. If Microsoft decided to buy Ubisoft, wouldn't they have to deal with the same fate as Microsoft going to various countries? Yeah, in general, honestly, it's not even so far where you're building these games as much as it's where you're selling them. So any kind of purchase of a major publisher requires the full international jurisdictional gambit. Um, And so this would come up again, obviously at a lower dollar amount for the the Ubisofts of the world, Uh, but it's... uh, it's interesting. I, I don't know what Microsoft's future looks like if they, if they walk away from this deal and they didn't spend $70 billion. I don't know that anybody knows, honestly. Gecko Gamer, this course of action is inflammatory against my sense of rule of law. I don't necessarily care about if Microsoft would get it, but this is the wrong way of doing it. Uh, yeah, and I understand that position as well. We've heard from people uh, that are in favor of the Federal Trade Commission. I will lay my biases out here for everybody. I've been online. I've been recording videos for you. Uh, For a year on this deal, I do not think it is the kind of deal that historically would be blocked or historically should be blocked. I don't find Sony's arguments persuasive, and I doubt that the Federal Trade Commission is going to change that when they put forth their complaint document, Uh, but we have to see it play out, right? So we will see, but I really much appreciate the Super Chat support Gecko Gamer. All right. I think, oh, we're not quite caught up. Joshua, could the FTC want the deal to fall through because they hate Call of Duty and want Activision Blizzard to file bankruptcy? It's a bit conspiratorial, isn't it? I don't think Lena Kahn or the Federal Trade Commission have any thoughts on Call of Duty as a franchise. Uh, they might have thoughts on Activision, right? Of course, Activision before all this starts is in the crosshairs, is in the news uh, because of the California lawsuit, because of the stories about sexual harassment and gender discrimination in the company, which still haven't been litigated, by the way. Um, so we can't take those as fait please. But I do think that you can have negative feelings towards Activision just based on what we have seen witnessing their reactions to that lawsuit by the state of California. And it is possible that you bring in some human biases with you. Like I've long suggested, I think the federal trade commission has a beef with Facebook uh, for instance, some of which is earned, maybe not all of it. Uh, And so when you see the lawsuit against like their acquisition of within, I do think they bring a little bit to the table of our default position is that Facebook is doing wrong. So I think that can happen, but no, I don't think specifically for call of duty. It's not like Lena Khan, Uh, had a cousin that just had a really bad match in Call of Duty, and this is a vengeance quest. That's not what's occurring here. Uh, HX Fear No Fish XG, imagine a world where Microsoft wins, gets petty, and allows Call of Duty on Xbox PC and abandons PlayStation for Nintendo. Won't happen, but a funny thought. Yeah, I think one of the things that will happen in this is if they do get the deal through, uh, they aren't going to be playing games (laughs) with what access to their content looks like. We don't know exactly what a Microsoft win would entail. We're using win pretty broadly here. Not that they get total victory in court, but that the deal is allowed to go through with some concessions as well. That was always included in my 70% that the deal would look roughly like how it was announced in January of 2022. Uh, But I think the one thing I can promise is that Xbox, as petty as you might think they are capable of being, wouldn't play games immediately after gaining control of the assets. They might play games long-term, but not immediately after gaining control. They're not silly that way. But thank you so much for the super chat. DS Omen, what other example cases do we have where the FTC sues and it actually goes to court? Are concessions done in court or behind closed doors? So it depends in terms of timing, uh, right? If they're going to go seek concessions, and I mentioned this earlier, they're going to put a complaint to get document together, period. And it is still possible. I don't think so, because I think there's all sorts of things happening on uh, the articles that I haven't gotten to yet. But it is still possible that they could have voted for uh, a lawsuit complaint uh, on the premise that this was going to help the concession process be jump jumpstarted. Uh, it doesn't look like it from afar. But... Uh, the FTC goes to court fairly often. They also go to their administrative judges fairly often. We have a couple of instances in the recent past where those administrative judges actually ruled against the federal trade commission. So they didn't have a case here. Um, so you can go look that up. Honestly, the federal trade commission website is pretty good for this. They keep a docket, uh, of what they've done and how they have done it. Uh, and so you can look at those probably when we're not doing the lawsuit party, when we're not just jumping in because a lot of people have a lot of questions and I got however many hundreds of messages Uh, as this went down on Bloomberg Terminal. When we're a little bit more research, when we're having a more normal virtual legality experience, uh, maybe we can pull some of those out, get some of those examples, especially after we have the complaint document. The biggest next video in this series, and I'm not saying it's gonna be the absolute next, there might be other stuff we need to cover between, but the biggest next video in the series is gonna be covering the complaint document, most definitely. Highlander001, what happens if the FTC wins? Does that kill it? If the FTC outright wins, it's done. Dunzo. FTC has the right to block the deal. Uh, and so if they choose to block the deal, they'll have that power. If Microsoft chooses to appeal it and the appeals court doesn't go for them, but sides with the FTC, then it is done. They could bring it to the Supreme Court, but it's, it's unlikely. <laughs> it's unlikely to go to the Supreme Court. You never know. This deal continues to astound. So maybe if you imagine if I told you in January, we'd be covering not just Microsoft's purchase of one of the biggest publishers on earth. I, I think the biggest publisher on earth and through that transaction over the course of the year, ending with a lawsuit being approved by the Federal Trade Commission, while also simultaneously cover Elon Musk's mercurial crusade to buy, then not buy, then buy Twitter. I I don't know. I don't know. You would have thought I was a crazy person in January of this year. This year has been nuts. Absolutely nuts. Uh, But if they win, deal is dead, 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 dead. Oh, my goodness. Don Lineart laughing face emoji times three. That is the message. Got to love free content. Hey, thank you, everybody. You know what? Thank you, Elon. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Satya. Thank you, Lena. Thank you, everyone. We're having a lot of fun here in virtual legality. I wish it were a little bit less constant, maybe a day off here or there, uh, but I really do appreciate it and your efforts to keep virtual legality going. Parallax abstraction. Again, if Microsoft loses this, do you think they take that $65 billion, buy a bunch of smaller companies, or do they hold back on acquisitions for a while until the heat's off? Do they lay low until the popo goes by? Um, I don't think anybody has any idea what Microsoft would do after this. I know that there have been theories posited uh, that they would go and sign up exclusives just like Sony has done because Sony has had effectively a kind of uh, backroom blessing of how they operate with exclusives and in this industry. But I don't think they like the value proposition of those exclusives. I don't think Xbox or Phil Spencer feels like they get the proper value out of the spending of money to keep those things locked down. I think, historically, Phil Spencer in particular still feels a little bit burned about how Rise of Tomb Raider didn't do what he wanted it to do, got all this negative press, and is a little bit reluctant to go that route. Now, if that's the only choice afforded to them, you know, good luck. If Microsoft is just opening the war chest and saying, take them out, uh, then we could see negative ads. We could see attack vectors on Sony. We could see exclusives. We could see all sorts of things because Microsoft does have ridiculous amounts of cash on hand. So we will see. Thank you so much for the support, Parallax. Alex Firth, 21, Starfield and Redfall were two titles the FTC outlined. Is that a strong example for withholding titles? I love that there's an FTC statement out there that I haven't gotten a chance to go through yet. (laughs) If somebody could just link me to the title of it somewhere, I will try to keep my eyes open for it in the comments. Maybe co-counsel can catch it if she's still in the chat. Uh, I don't know. But um, I will look at that statement. In my opinion, they're not terribly strong because Starfield and Redfall are smaller properties. Redfall, much more so. Starfield is assumed to be something like a property of an Elder Scrolls game or a Fallout game. We don't actually know. And I say smaller in terms of revenue. And this is the place where the CMA and maybe the FTC, I haven't seen their statement yet, have gotten things really confused which is that it is by far more likely for a company to withhold or foreclose or make exclusive games of a smaller expected revenue because the opportunity cost for doing that is so much less. And the CMA has argued the opposite, uh, and that isn't, in fact, the case. I do think that Microsoft, and there's a video not in this playlist but on this channel, and their muddled messaging around what was going to happen to ZeniMax and Bethesda is coming home to roost a little bit here. Which is to say, I did a couple of videos where I said it's strongly suggested that it could be available for platforms, and then they take it all back uh, when they don't want it to be out there. And at the end of the day, I do think that looked a little bit like snatching the rug out from potential consumers. And I do think that that at least gives a hook for the FTC and other regulators to hang their hat on to say, you guys are liars, right? I don't think that's fair, necessarily. I don't know that they knew what they wanted to do with these things until they went down the road a little bit further. But... I can understand the argument. And if they're using Starfield and Redfall in that context, I could see why they would do so. Do I think it's a great analog to Call of Duty as a franchise? No, those aren't multiplayer games. Uh, I think Redfall has a multiplayer component, but they're not this kind of giant multiplayer oriented game or activity. They, have a, they don't have a history where Call of Duty does. I think there's a whole host of things you can use to distinguish it. But again, we're talking right now about a regulatory body that appears motivated to to go after Xbox on this stuff. Let's see if we can pull up this Federal Trade Commission statement so we can not just talk about it in a vacuum. Hopefully, we can just find this pretty easily. They're protecting America's consumers from fraud. Uh, they uh, They don't have anything directly on their website because the Federal Trade Commission doesn't. Here we go. Press release. All right. You know what? Let's walk through it, right? Oh, we lost it again. Hang on. We will come back for Super Chats, I promise. Uh, Just hang on here just a second. I'll mark that one with a star. We'll remove this one from our screen. I will talk through everything that I'm doing in real time because that's just where we're at today. All right. Let's take a look at this statement before we get too far afield. Uh, Keep the questions coming. I will get to them. Doing my best here. FTC seeks to block Microsoft Corp's acquisition of Activision Blizzard, Inc. Agency alleges that maker of Xbox would gain control of top video game franchises. Okay, that's just true. Enabling it to harm competition in high-performance gaming consoles and subscription services. Ah, so we've seen four different variations of these various markets now. And they are arguing that they'll harm competition in consoles, which I think is pretty much a sure loser. And then the Game Pass argument, which I had said back in January, a motivated regulator could try to bifurcate the market in this fashion by denying or degrading rivals access to its popular content. Let's read more, folks. The Federal Trade Commission is seeking to block technology giant Microsoft Corp. Always useful to use a little bit of editorial, right? Giant, giant. We're, we're going to stop. We're going to stop the giants from doing what they will. From acquiring leading video game developer Activision Blizzard Inc. and its blockbuster gaming franchises such as Call of Duty, alleging that the $69 billion deal, probably you should be more precise if you're in a regulatory environment, Microsoft's largest ever and the largest ever in the video game industry would enable Microsoft to suppress competitors to its Xbox gaming consoles and its rapidly growing subscription content and cloud gaming business. Oh, it didn't make the headline, but they're using the same three as the CMA. In a complaint issued today, oh my God, do we have that too? I might need to be a different video, folks. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll just do six hours together today. In a complaint issued today, the FTC pointed to Microsoft's record of acquiring and using valuable gaming content to suppress competition <laughs> from rival consoles, including its acquisition of ZeniMax, parent company of Bethesda Softwares. Okay. So the fundamental problem right now is that buying property and then not selling it to your rivals is not the traditional way we might define Suppressing competition. In fact, the traditional way we might call that, if it isn't an input that is necessary for your rival to actually operate, is what's that word? Competition, right? And in fact, Sony knows this. Sony just bought Bungie. Sony has bought Insomniac. Sony has bought a host of studios in the recent past. And no, they're not remotely the same size. But in terms of notions of what it is that they are doing, no one would accuse Sony of being anti competitive with those purchases. They are competing at the up market level at the hardware level by making certain things exclusive, by making their hardware more attractive and more power to them. But Microsoft seems to have essentially done it too bigly, as one might say. Microsoft decided to make several of Bethesda titles, including Starfield and Redfall, Microsoft exclusives, despite assurances it had given to European antitrust authorities that it had no incentive to withhold games from rival consoles. Now, here is an interesting part of the FTC statement, right? And you've heard me say this a lot of times now, if you've been in this space with me. Microsoft pushed this argument too far. At no point should they have said we have no incentive to do this. Not the least of which because they had just done it with respect to ZeniMax titles, but because it doesn't actually sound credible. We can understand why you would take a big potential property and you would put it only on your system and only on Game Pass. That makes perfect sense. So what you can say is it doesn't line up with what our incentives are. It will lose us money but not that we have no incentive to do this because the incentive is clear for all to see. And I do think Microsoft pushed that point too far in a number of the filings that I read. Microsoft has already shown that it can and will withhold content from its gaming rivals. Again, not illegal and on its own, said Holly Vadova, director of the FTC's Bureau of Competition. Today, we seek to stop Microsoft from gaining control over a leading independent game studio and using it to harm competition in multiple dynamic and fast growing Gaming markets. And again, this is where the rub is. Are they competing hard or are they harming competition? I tend to think that the precedent and what they're doing goes one way. The FTC is arguing it goes the other. Microsoft's Xbox Series S and Series X are one of only two types of high-performance video game consoles. Oh, they axed Nintendo like their UK brethren. Importantly, Microsoft also offers a leading video game content subscription service called Xbox Game Pass as well as a cutting-edge cloud-based video game streaming service, according to the complaint. Activision is one of only a very small number of top video game developers in the world that create and publish high-quality video game for multiple devices, including video game consoles, PCs, and mobile devices. One of only a very small number of top video game developers. I honestly don't think it's that small. The video game industry has a lot of publishers. Yeah, it has some of the super publishers in Electronic Arts, Ubisoft, Square Enix, Activision uh, and the like. But Embracer Group has a ton of publishers. Tencent has a ton of publishers. It's really an interesting kind of comment to make because usually you see this kind of language for an industry that has two actors or three actors. This is not that. This is reasonably 20. Yeah, maybe there's six that are really big, but there's a lot of developers and publishers and a lot that spring up out of existence. Right? Like I've said before, you have Respawn just eject out of Activision, create something of value. Yes, they get bought by Electronic Arts, but that's still dynamism in the industry, and that can happen at basically any time. It produces some of the most iconic and popular video game titles, including Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Diablo, and Overwatch, and has a combined 154 million monthly active users around the world, according to the FTC's complaint. Activision currently has a strategy of offering its games on many devices, regardless of producer, but notably not on subscription services. But that could change if the deal is allowed to proceed. With control over Activision's blockbuster franchises, Microsoft would have both the means and motive. This language is like a murder, right? Uh, Incentives, we can talk about. That's kind of normal in economics. They have the means and motives, but do they have the opportunity to harm competition by manipulating Activision's pricing, degrading Activision's game quality, or player experience on rival consoles and gaming services, changing the terms and timing of access to Activision's content or withholding content from competitors entirely, resulting in harm to consumers. Okay, so this is another aspect that we've talked about in the past. The antitrust laws in the United States generally require the enforcement to be focused on consumer well being, consumer welfare. And in this particular case, it's not at all obvious that this deal harms consumers. It just simply isn't. And the leaks that came out from the Federal Trade Commission is that we were looking at other things like monopsony, labor, and other aspects of the deal that didn't make a ton of sense for antitrust enforcement, but could ostensibly say, all right, we're looking at other stakeholders. We're not focusing on consumers because it's not at all obvious that consumers are harmed by this particular deal. The commission vote to issue the complaint was three to one. That's Democrats versus Republican. With Commissioner Christine S. Wilson voting no, a copy of the administrative complaint will be available shortly, available shortly. That sounds like a different video, folks, but I'm glad we got through this comment. Thank you for mentioning it, folks. Wow, check my Twitter DMs. Okay, what else we got? I'm checking. We got statements I just read, fantastic, appreciate it. Uh, We got other people commenting on the ridiculousness of me just going forward and doing this on live, on on the fly. Uh, I got people sending me all sorts of stuff. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Okay, so. Yes, it is notable. Some other people have mentioned this. They aren't seeking a preliminary injunction. They are seeking instead a lawsuit to block. Some have suggested that the deal is still likely to close in that uh, regard. I don't think that's in fact the case. I don't think you would close over, which is what we call a a lack of condition uh, on a closing condition uh, to, uh, to just allow the deal regardless of the fact that the condition has not been met. One of the conditions of this deal is that you're not currently undergoing regulatory litigation. Uh, as you proceed to try to purchase the deal. So I don't think they would close over this. But who knows? Either way, even if they were to want to close over this, one of the aspects of this is it does provide cover, political cover, for the European and United Kingdom-based regulators to say, if FTC is going to do it, we're all going to do it together, or something along those lines. So we'll look at this complaint document maybe tomorrow. I don't know, folks. We'll see. Maybe it'll get updated. I am checking my DMs. I am trying to stay abreast of these situations. I apologize. I can't even tell you how many how many messages I'm getting. It's pretty funny uh, to actually look through these. Uh, but in any event, that's the statement. We're going to go back. We're going to look at some of these super chats. We're going to look at other chats that are coming in. We got more comments. We got comments from Brad Smith. We got comments from The Verge. Hang in there, folks. It's election day 2022. No, it's not. Uh, It's the lawsuit party for Microsoft and the Federal Trade Commission. I'm going to take a sip of something. What is in that cup? Who knows? All right. Let's look at some more Super Chats. My goodness, what a day. Uh, Kubini Gaming says, can Activision just do a deal with Xbox to lock down all the games if this fails like Sony always does? (laughs) All the games might be interesting, right? In general, the government isn't limited to just the structure of something, uh, and so you could look at something that licenses all the games as a for instance, uh, as a substantial sale of the company, which would have just been blocked. Uh, and so I think you got to be very cautious with that. But yes, you could sign up. I just want Call of Duty exclusive for 10 years. Just put it to them. What does that cost from Activision side of things? Well, Call of Duty makes a lot of money. And so it probably cost a pretty penny from Microsoft. But it's hard to argue that they couldn't have the capability of doing it. It's equally hard to argue that they wouldn't find themselves on the wrong end of a regulatory measure anyway. Uh, so it'll be very interesting if the deal that does get blocked and the transaction doesn't go through. Huffy Bear, uh, thank you very much for the super chat. How long do you estimate this lawsuit to last? It depends on a host of variables uh, that I can't speak to right now. Uh, the first of which, the first hurdle is, does Microsoft mean business? Does Microsoft honestly intend to argue this deal in front of these folks uh, at a court level? Uh, if they mean to go through with that, you're talking about years, probably. And so we'll see. We'll see on that. We'll see if it goes through uh, that process or if Microsoft walks away. Well, then it's done. It's done earlier. Uh, The deal isn't done, of course, but the deal as a concept uh, is done earlier if Microsoft decides to not fight. So we'll, we'll very much have to watch that closely. Jeremy G., being reported that the FTC has not filed for preliminary injunction to stop the deal in federal court. Yes, I said that at the top of this video, but one of the things that had been kind of reported very early was that they were seeking an administrative process and not a temporary injunction uh, from the federal courts. One of the reasons for that, I would argue, is probably because the deal isn't actually all that close to closing. You still have the regulatory powers in the United Kingdom. You still have the regulatory powers in the European Union. So they're not really worried about them just closing tomorrow. There's still a lot of conditions uh, that would have to be answered. And I think the Federal Trade Commission also anticipates uh, that at one or more of those regulators will follow their lead, uh, at which point there really isn't a risk of them closing uh, without their say so, and so they don't need to go the federal court route. It also prevents Microsoft from using the federal courts to start getting good precedent on their side. The administrative law process is not the same. In fact, that's what's being argued in front of the Supreme Court this session, which is to say, companies have argued it's a violation of their due process to have to wait for an adjudicative process through their administrative law judge then an appeal to the commission that made the determination in the first place and only then can they go to the appellate courts when that takes a long time and a lot of money they say it's a violation to not bring the claim in district courts immediately and it does look like the supreme court is going to side with those companies just like guessing what regulators think it's a, it's a fool's errand to guess what a supreme court's going to think before their opinions out but every indication from the arguments is that that can happen at which point The timing goes all completely out of sorts because Microsoft could then try to bring a claim in district court arguing that the Federal Trade Commission basically has no case and go around the administrative law process. So we don't know what's going to happen on this, which is fascinating for a lawyer. I know it's not great for people that are invested in any of these companies or people that want just video games and things like that. But as you can tell, this is novel. We are dealing with crazy stuff here, and this is going to be a playlist probably until the day I die. Uh, So get ready, get excited. Uh, You ain't never seen anything like this in video gaming. Citizen four, if the deal gets blocked, do you think it's possible that this could encourage Microsoft to follow Sony's practices and repurpose that money on securing exclusive deals and cutting Sony out that way? I think it's a possibility. I think that the business strategy of Microsoft has been to avoid exclusives in favor of acquisition uh, and they would be reassessing what their proposed strategy is in the future but I can't make any guarantees. I really do think from every indication I've seen in interviews and whatnot that Phil Spencer doesn't like that approach. Uh, and so that reassessment might go to the way of signing exclusives. It might not. I, I don't know. I can't speak to that, unfortunately. Thank you so much uh, for the super chat. Shireen, constant constant presence in chat here on this channel. It's been a nutso year. It has, hasn't it? A nutso year is a great way to describe it. Second coming, Ashley Gold said the agency has not filed for a preliminary injunction to stop the deal in federal court. What does that mean? Thanks. The FTC has two options when it decides it wants to block a deal. One, it can go to the federal court and ask for a preliminary injunction. That is the court power to stop any forward movement on the deal. Right. It can go and ask for that or it can go through what is the ultimate judicial process on their side of things and go to their administrative law judge. So they can go ask for an injunction of the federal courts, what we might consider the real courts, uh, and they can go through that process. But Microsoft has certain rights. It seems like they're likely to want to avoid. And instead, they have elected to go through their own judge system, their own courts, the Federal Trade Commission courts. uh, And that's going to put a lot of time and resources and problems for Microsoft in between now and whenever there might be a final determination as part of that process. We'll be part of it, though. We'll be covering every single bit of it. Mohammed Diallo, thank you for the super chat. Now that this is going to court, does that mean Sony's dirty laundry will also make an appearance? I can't see why. Microsoft might want to drag it in on certain points of law, uh, but the administrative law process, we're not going to see much of. We'll see exactly how this winds up getting publicized, who leaks what, who's publicizing various aspects of it, what press releases look like. Uh, But it isn't obviously important to the Xbox case regarding what Sony does or doesn't do. Now, they might try to defend themselves with certain things that Sony has done over their entire history. It's unclear. I don't think we're going to get like dirty laundry. I don't think we're going to get secrets of Sony or anything like that. Uh, But it's in a legal process, you have to make sure that your arguments are focused on what it is that you're actually supposed to be arguing. Eric Hawking, the FTC arguing that Starfield and Redfall being made exclusive is very weak. They are literally grasping at straws. I would say figuratively, but I get where your head's at. Sony would do the same thing had they bought Bethesda. I think so. Uh, and, and Sony could have spent $8 billion. They had that kind of money. They could have, they could have leveraged that kind of money, uh, but they didn't. Um, and it seems like Microsoft is getting punished for going and finding these deals uh, on, on the market. So anybody that says that, I'm not going to disagree with you, uh, but it is interesting. Washington Post finally has an article. The Washington Post didn't have a real article the last time I checked out on it. Let's see if they have filled in any of the blanks here and if they allow us plebeians to actually read their articles. You never know this one that I still have is still a stub article just says that they voted against it. Um, So maybe they'll correct that in the future, but I promise you, I am looking for these various things and I will keep my DMS open for uh, folks uh, otherwise sharing things with me. Let's see. I I do get news items when you hear me just kind of blank out like an Android that's shorting out in a twilight zone episode. Uh, That's me trying to make sure I am collecting this information that all you generous souls are sharing. I do very much appreciate it. Uh, but let's go back to the super chats here. Do you think Microsoft is more likely to drop it if half or both of the EU and UK sue as well feel like winning on three fronts could be hard? Hmm, That's a good question. I suppose if it were all three and they were just saying we're going to take this to the mattresses, you can evaluate on just a dollars and cents level, right? Part of what the regulators have at their disposal is time, money. And resources. You don't have to like this, right? You can go to law school right now. You can take classes on law and economics. You can evaluate plea bargains and all sorts of things in a criminal context. But part of it is the regulatory context. And if all three decide we're just going to make this as difficult as possible, and Microsoft looks at the market and says, you know what, it's an inflationary environment. Activision's probably actually lost core value over the course of what would be 24, 36, 48 months from when we announced this deal, where it's no longer of the same value to us as it once had let's just opt out of this thing, it is a possibility. It is a possibility, right? So I do think that if all three come maybe, I still think Microsoft's initial inclination is going to be to fight this, but even behind the scenes, separating out from the public relations statements and the statements from Brad Smith and everything else, there are number crunchers that are going to be going over this. What are our chances of success? How much money are we willing to spend? What is this really worth to us? What's the core value of Activision? What's the business proposition? What kind of concessions would we even potentially deign to offer to try to end this lawsuit early? And if the Federal Trade Commission is, as presented, puffing its chest out and saying, basically, we're not interested in even hearing what you might offer to us, that is a different kind of calculation than talking with Uh, an actor that wants to have some concessions proposed to it. So uh, I can't speak to these kinds of analyses because any given person is going to have a potentially different business strategy uh, behind those closed doors. I would probably still fight it right now, uh, but I'm just one person. Uh, So we will see. Yo, I'm a moon. Key detail from Ashley Gold and Stephen Totillo. The agency is not seeking a preliminary injunction to stop the deal from closing. So the two parties are still likely to close. I disagree with that overall thesis point. I don't think these parties close a deal when it's still under pending litigation review. Um, So I I don't think it's still likely to close. Uh, uh, But we'll see. We will see how it goes. Most definitely, I think the Federal Trade Commission made a business decision uh, by not putting them in federal court. And they think both time and the other regulators are going to protect them there. The Cal News Network, when it comes down to it, do you believe the CMA will follow the FTC's path in pursuing a court case against Microsoft? I do. Been following this for a while, and I just can't see the case the FTC can make. I agree. I don't think the Federal Trade Commission has a strong case. I do think this provides a certain amount of political cover to the other regulators. I honestly don't know what way the European Commission is going to go. But I think by mirroring the competition and markets authority in the UK's language, just even in the press release that we saw, the same three markets discussing the same things, limiting Nintendo out of the question in a very kind of side shade statement, talking about them lying about ZeniMax stuff when I think that's perhaps a little bit unfair. Uh, In its description, all of that matches what we saw the UK putting forth. So I would imagine the CMA and the FTC are both in coordination and communication, but are going to move forward on this together. Don Leiner, FTC lawsuit, pros and cons, pros, lots of lengthy VLs to listen to. God help me. I've been so busy this week that even the prospect of an entire lawsuit on this is just, wow. We're going to have some fun, folks, but man, not today, right? We're not just going to try to do the entire lawsuit in one day. Uh, to listen to you while driving to my lady in Jacksonville con too many opportunities to super chat. I'm very sorry about that, Don. You are never obligated to super chat to support this channel, but I am so, so thankful when you do. I really, really appreciate it. The real big rich. All right. Just want to say thanks for all the content. I appreciate it. The real big rich. And I like that Washington uh, Redskins, not commanders uh, controller that you have there. It looks very cool. Uh, Golm shark. If blocked, does that mean no one can buy Activision, Blizzard King? no, no, the the both systems, both the administrative law judge system and the actual judiciary, they only look at the cases and controversies before them. Uh, so you can't lock down something like a company each would be evaluated on the facts and circumstances surrounding the deal itself. And so, no, it doesn't mean that nobody could ever buy Activision. That wouldn't really be fair to the Activision investors, right? Their, their stock, their equity immediately loses value because nobody can purchase you uh, at that point in time. So, no, it doesn't mean that. It does mean it's extraordinarily unlikely in the near term, though. So, all right. Uh, What else here do we have? Uh, I know I'm behind. I know I'm I'm approximately 20 minutes behind in the chat. So I appreciate everybody that's here. We have more than 2,000 people. Well, I try to scroll through and make sure that I grab all of the very generous Super Chatters. If you would, just hit like, maybe subscribe to the content. Tell YouTube that we're having this conversation, that you're enjoying it. I would very much appreciate it. This robotic algorithmic platform just loves it when you tickle its buttons. So please do that if you would. Mr. Matty Plays himself uh i've I've appeared on a number of streams with him for all your hard work Hogue. thanks for what you do brother i really appreciate it mr matty plays uh it's gonna be a heck of a thing over on your side of the streaming world as well so you know let me know if you want me to visit at all uh it's gonna be it's gonna be a wild wild week i can't even imagine the fact that they did this on the day of the game awards is just i mean crazy just crazy uh hopefully i got that remotely close how will this affect lebron's legacy love you Hug. Hmm, that's a great question, actually. You know, I don't know. I'm sure LeBron will have something to say about it, and he might equate it to like Jerry Jones pictures. I really have no clue how it'll affect LeBron's legacy, except to tell you that I prefer Michael Jordan's game. What can I say? <laughs> uh, we got Brad Smith tweets people kind of flagging things for me. Just tweeted they welcome the opportunity to present in court. We'll get back to that, definitely. Rezu, what would be the situation if the deal goes through and Microsoft tries to buy another publisher? I like it. Three steps ahead from Rezu, and I love the penguin on your profile picture. Well, if they get this through, it will be at somewhat of the consternation of the regulatory authorities in the United States. Uh, and strategically, the lawyers and the political advisors and everyone else are going to tell you that you are going to have to simmer down a little bit or else come right back swooping around for this and or get your existing operations reevaluated. right? The one thing I have said constantly, and this is a truth of United States jurisprudence on antitrust issues. The United States does not approve deals. It allows them. And so they can look at a deal after the fact years down the line and say, actually, that proved to be a substantial listing of competition. And we're going to sue to break you up. That's what's happening to Facebook right now from the Federal Trade Commission. So you try to lay low. Microsoft did all that it possibly could this year to try to act like a white knight and a good corporate citizen. And we're working against Google and Apple, which we know you guys all hate. And we're working with the CWA and the labor union. I'd expect them to have a statement. We're working with all these parties and the only angry party is Sony. And are you really going to do this for one angry party that just wants to keep its maximal market share, its leadership position? That seems like a ludicrous expenditure of resources and taxpayer funds. And the FTC said, we'll call that bluff. Let's go. Um, And so we will see. One aspect of this that might not be known is that I believe Lena Khan is going on maternity leave very soon. And so the Federal Trade Commission will actually be like out of uh, commission at the highest level for a period of time that might impact things and certainly on the press level as well for a time. Oh my goodness, folks, so many comments. Uh NU Baton says the better outcome would be that the deal is blocked, Activision Activision Blizzard stock crashes, and Nintendo buys it for pennies. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, if it gets to the pennies level, you're gonna have a whole sort of like bidding war. Uh, for Activision and its assets alone, even if it's not a continually operating entity. Call of Duty as a brand name is worth a fortune. Uh, so that would be a very interesting outcome. Is that good for anybody? I'd argue probably not. Certainly not good for Activision employees or shareholders. Uh, and they would have um, maybe not a lawsuit possibility because in general, our agencies act under sovereign immunity, but they could certainly have a, a bug in their bonnet <laughs> for how this ha- happened and how they, uh, they lost vast amounts of wealth if it were to go down that way. Basement Radio Arcade Podcast, BRAP says, go blue. My my Michigan Wolverines are still undefeated, more undefeated than Microsoft today. Uh, I appreciate the super chat. We'll see we'll see how that goes in the playoff, but I, we'll see what it all I'm talking about for the rest of the month because this is nutso, as Shireen put it. I think that is the perfect description. I might include it when I finally write like a description of this video. We'll just call it nutso. Deal game, is there any risk of the Bethesda deal being unwound? Why not? it's limited. There's not a ton of risk of that. But what you're seeing is a Federal Trade Commission kind of unmoored uh, and making claims that I don't think are warranted under current legal jurisprudence. So maybe? I do think there's a possibility that if the FTC were proved to want concessions of some kind, that they would ask for concessions about, like Bethesda game availability. Let's say Microsoft turns around and says, in your press release, you said keeping Starfield and Redfall exclusive was like really bad you want to add that to the concessions? We'll, we'll make ports to PlayStation. I think this is going a little far for supporting our, our competitor. Seems like that's not exactly what you're supposed to be doing vis-a-vis competition. But okay, if that would help you get it across the finish line, we'll do it. And the Federal Trade Commission might well say, well, we don't we don't trust you. And that doesn't change things because you already lied the one time. right? Some of the stuff that has been leaked out is like the Federal Trade Commission telling the, the, the Labor Union chief at the CWA that... Their neutrality agreement doesn't matter because companies welch on them all the time. It's like, wow, that's an interesting stance to take uh, on actually enforcing things in the corporate sector. Uh, so everybody should be wary of what our antitrust regulators have now presented they are willing to do. And does that mean they could unwind Bethesda? Why not? Why not? Stock market barely reacted to the news, says a demo. Activision is down only 1.5%. Thoughts? First and biggest thought is that investors had already priced in the possibility of a fight. They also got analysis, not just from me. I, I don't I don't know how many big-time institutional investors are regularly watching Virtual Legality, maybe a few. A wave, if you, wave if you're in here and you're a big-time institutional investor or analyst. But uh, I think that it's already been priced in, right? That you knew that there were some challenges here. You knew that there was going to be a potential fight. And if you were already invested, you were already aware uh, of going forward with that. I actually would have expected a slightly bigger drop. So it is interesting to note Uh, that that drop apparently hasn't happened. This is 10 minutes ago. Maybe it's been bigger now. Uh, But I do think the biggest item is that it's already been priced in and that the people that were already invested in Activision knew that this was a possibility and don't view this as a big downside risk. Is that fair? I don't know. I probably would react to this a little bit more, but I'm not invested in Activision. Uh, So I think that's the biggest item. The other item is that they might just think that there's a big case there, that they can win. And that it's not really something to be worried about. And they still want to be invested in Activision. And we'll see. We'll see. There is also the possibility that people are are looking at the success of Modern Warfare 2 and the success of Warzone 2. And that the value of Activision underneath this deal is actually higher in certain analysts and investors' eyes than we can see from the outside. Because it's all kind of locked in under the umbrella of a $95 payday. So it's a little bit difficult to say with particularity what is going on uh, with that deal in and of itself. Eric Hawking with the Super Chat, what are the odds that this case goes to the Supreme Court? Always very limited. Supreme Court only takes a handful of cases out of hundreds presented to it, uh, and there is no appeal by right to the Supreme Court. So in order to get to the Supreme Court, generally you need some kind of novel issue of law. Obviously, one of the biggest deals in the history of gaming and, and the history of software in general might warrant Supreme Court review just because of its size uh, and precedence and headline-making nature. Sometimes the Supreme Court just wants to make clear something that's important to it. Uh, at its level but i would say the percentage is still relatively low you should assume this is not a supreme court case if it is well then virtual legality is currently in its fifth year the fifth anniversary is next november i would expect us to know the answer to this question by like the 10th anniversary of virtual legality so we'll see If if this is a supreme court case we're covering man i just want a virtual legality video to be cited somewhere in one of the briefs let's see if we can make that happen people franklin is this process actually fair You know, I'm an officer of the court, and I'm supposed to tell you that the legal auspices of our government and the various functions that it has are fair, right? Like I'm supposed to say this. Does Microsoft actually have a chance at getting this deal done, or does the FTC essentially have a veto power on the deal? They don't have anything as strong as a veto power. But by the time you get to the level where they are actually suing to stop you, the percentage chance of success overall is very low, that it tends to be the case that parties drop deals in this circumstance, and that's one of the reasons why in the merger agreement with Activision, you saw Activision negotiate for two to $3 billion in penalty fees. It's not necessarily because Activision wants that money, although certainly they do because they've been held in limbo for this whole period of time, but it's because they want Microsoft to be incentivized to fight for them. If, if you don't have that money, then lawyers' fees and resources and time and all these things come into play. Microsoft owes at least $2 billion to Activision if they walk away. That, you can say, is just a line item Uh, on their budget overall, and you're not wrong, but no company on earth wants to just say, let's burn $2 billion in a fire. And so Microsoft is incentivized to fight for this. And if they do fight for it, then the Federal Trade Commission has an uphill climb on the longest term, right? They don't necessarily have an uphill climb on the administrative law process, regardless of what their judge does, because they can just veto that judge. But overall, through the entire process of the judicial review, then the Federal Trade Commission has a overall weak case. So- we will see. We will very much see. Scrolling forward, we're only, when well, we're still 10 minutes behind. Doing our best. Ducky Loot Snip, is this really so different than PlayStation playing the long game and paying for exclusivity of games from studios for years to then buy them for cheaper because their audience is only on PlayStation at that point? Ooh, a little conspiratorial as well. So yes, PlayStation has a history of working with, let's say, a company like Insomniac, keeping them really close to the vest, paying for exclusives, making them feel like a Sony company and then buying them For a relatively low amount. They bought Insomniac, which is one of their best producers, best developers, makes bank with things like Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank. And they bought them for, I think, 200 million, somewhere in the middle there, 220 million, something like that, uh, versus these really big acquisitions. And that's just one studio and Activision is comprised of a bunch of them and 10,000 employees and everything else. Uh, But no, I would argue it's not that different. I don't think exclusive licenses are different than uh, acquisitions. Somebody could come in here and rightly tell me, well, Rick, it doesn't unwind. They own that thing. You can't otherwise separate. But we do see separations. We see Bungie buying itself out from Microsoft. We see people moving around. Because remember, it's not companies that make games. It's people. And so I keep bringing up Respawn because I think it's super important to understanding how the video game industry works. People got upset working at Activision. They went and they started their own company. And then suddenly they were in with Electronic Arts, making a fortune with Apex Legends, making a good amount of money, we are led to understand, with the Star Wars Jedi games. And that can happen. It's a very dynamic industry. I say this to folks that ask me this question, but we don't need manufacturing. We don't need huge factories. We don't make ball bearings. We don't need iron deposit reserves. That is not what making a video game is. So it adds a level of dynamism that I think the FTC and certain other regulatory bodies just really aren't comprehending. This is not a static market that you need to look at. If Microsoft were just to kill off gaming, then you still have every reason to go and make something to compete with it. And we're not talking about rocket ships. We're not talking about just huge enterprises that could never be fought against. And that to me is the FTC's biggest problem on this. But understand, from my perspective, editorial, this is a political play. They see the name on the headline. They know they can say we're suing tech giant Microsoft to keep Call of Duty on your PlayStation or whatever it is. And that means a big deal to them. This is a... Absolutely big play from the Federal Trade Commission, and it's done because of the name on the tin and the size of the deal presented to them. It's done for no other reason, because honestly, I love video games, folks. I run a video game focused YouTube legal channel. I talk about it all the time. I spend oodles of time playing video games as well as analyzing them. I love video gaming, and I'm here to tell you, it's not the most important industry on earth. Access to Call of Duty not the most important thing. We aren't talking about health supplies. We aren't talking about food. We aren't talking about housing or shelter or anything else. We're talking about video games. We talk about practice Uh, and and that's what's happening here. So I, I think it's really, really interesting to see them take a swing at this at this level. And I do want to apologize. There's just so many chats coming in. I hope you're having fantastic conversations in the background here. I'm jumping between the super chats because I want to make sure they get the value for the support of the channel. I apologize for skipping people, uh, but I hope everybody's enjoying this. David Jaffe, hey, late to the chat. Am I right in thinking most judges would not support the FTC's logic to block that they offered up today? Based on their statement, I would say yes. I would say that you are correct in assuming that if we were to look at a judicial examination of the Federal Trade Commission's discussion points so far, and on the understanding that we haven't read their complaint yet, that the antitrust rules, the antitrust laws and how you define a market and when there's market power and what is monopolistic activity, what it is to uh, compete unfairly, to substantially lessen competition, that none of those historically, from my eyes, match up with what the Microsoft deal is, right? That what we're looking at is a very aggressive Federal Trade Commission push to try to frame things in a way that could potentially allow them to make the argument under antitrust laws. You see the reference to consumer welfare, but that it isn't very strong. It has never appeared very strong. I'm very interested in reading that complaint. We will definitely do that in this space. Maybe as another live, if you want to get in here, ask your questions, have your comments. But I do think that it will take long enough to get to an actual judge in the judiciary because of the administrative law process, that one of the things the Federal Trade Commission is hoping is that they're just going to bully ball them out that Microsoft's going to decide it's not worth it. Uh, and the Federal Trade Commission does this a lot. In fact, most people drop their transaction when they get to this level and the Federal Trade Commission just proves recalcitrant. And they're not interested in negotiating. Uh, and that's, that's the history of how these regulatory bodies operate. You don't have to love it, or you can look at them and say, hey, they're protecting us from you know, big tech. But either way, they are using the process as the punishment. Microsoft's a company that's big enough to take it, but that doesn't mean they're going to like it going through that process. You saw them fight against it pretty hard this week. Thank you so much for the super chat, David. And I have no idea if you're the real David Jaffe, but if you are, thank you. I've enjoyed your work. CNFRN, I get that the FTC has a hard case with the Sherman Clayton Acts. They do. But doesn't the FTC also have authority under the statutes that authorize its creation and operation to regulate antitrust that are completely separate from Sherman Clayton precedent? So in particular, this is a Clayton Act move. This is a review under Hart Scott Rodino to stop deals that substantially lessen competition. And they use the language in their press release that suggests that this is a normal Clayton Act complaint. But but you may have been reading news items that the FTC is seeking to increase its Section 5 power, which is just the broad ambit of authority to stop things like unfair competition and false or deceptive advertising. And it is possible that they are going to try to bring in a grossly increased in size power under Section 5 via their own interpretation of that power as part of a merger stopping complaint. Now, I think that's an absolute loser of an argument because you can't have an unfair competition argument that you lose on the merger side and then you win on kind of the more ephemeral umbrella side. We saw this particular argument happening with respect to Epic versus Apple, right? That judge gave Epic a win on the California unfair competition laws. And one of the very first things Apple briefs The court of appeals on is you can't, we can't win everything related to antitrust and then lose on this kind of amorphous, unfair competition premise. Now, the original judge did say that that happened. Court of appeals put in an injunction on Apple's behalf to look at this at a court of appeals level. We don't know how that's going to resolve itself, but that's going to resolve itself sometime in the next year. God, every time I mention these things, like how many videos am I going to do next year? I have no idea. Uh, So it's not a strong possibility, but it's possible. I like to think that you were reading up on that and that the FTC had moved forward with that in the last 10 days, uh, and they could bring something like that. I don't think that's a winner at all, but we're talking about novel legal arguments, and I never guess what a judge is going to think when faced with a novel legal argument. That nerd GUI, since the FTC sued now, not not quite yet. They've got an amended complaint in draft form. They're about to. If the deal closes and Microsoft changed their mind later about exclusivity, can they revisit the deal still in the future? I don't know which exclusivity you're referring to, but chances are... If the deal closes, the deal actually goes through, can they change things like pull call of duty back to themselves? Yes, they're in control of their assets, but they'd wanna be very careful to make sure that the statements that they had made, the promises that they had at least implied to these various parties are upheld as the regulatory bodies might think they should be. Right. In other words, if you promise that, oh, we'd have no incentive to do this, you at least hide it for the near term. You don't want to just immediately do that because they will spin back around on you and bare minimum, the next deal will be harder, but also they can go back and look and say, you lied to us. This was induced by fraud. We'll see you over it. Merck Smitty, hey, Rich. 2,000 people in the chat right now. Thank you so much, everybody. Off topic, but have you ever looked into Cloud Imperium Games and Star Citizen? I like it. Star Citizen question. Curious to hear your thoughts on their terms of service and marketing practices. I honestly think that Star Citizen as a product is the fundraising and I think the people that want to buy pictures of ships or whatever and want to be a part of that process are getting what they are buying. I don't think Star Citizen is ever going to be a real game but I hope that the people that are invested in it are enjoying it uh, and I think it's never really going to be finished because it's too lucrative of a revenue source as it stands and I just I don't see a world in which that gets finished up as we might expect a finished product to be. Maybe their single player game comes out someday uh, but that's really all I see. But if you're into it, I hope you like it. It's not something I would invest in. It's not really something that I think is is useful for me. Uh, but I do know some people that like it. Okay, I'm gonna rest my voice here as we scroll down. I am 11 minutes behind in chat. My goodness, I gotta make my answers shorter. <laughs> Rubber knob. They will make a soap opera out of this one day on Netflix called The Console Wars. LOL. Someday. Might be next year. Who knows? You see me as a talking head. Uh, on on Netflix, I'll be uh, I'll be just like Christopher Boozy. We'll see. Steve Perry, guess I'm watching Virtual Reality instead of the Game Awards this Thursday. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, I think the Game Awards start in four hours. If I'm still on in four hours, I will probably be just broadcasting my collapsed self in front of a camera. So hopefully not. Hopefully that is not in fact the case. But I really appreciate the support, Steve. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we have so many people here. Uh, please remember to hydrate. hogue, says, Hoppy Bear. I'm trying. Uh, yeah. Uh, And what is this? I think Mrs. Hoaglaw is in here saying I've never been able to make my answers short. (laughs) Uh, What's the success ratio after this? I want to say 50-50, but I'm probably going to go with like (laughs) 40-60. Jackal, if Microsoft is willing to spend $70 billion to buy ABK in their IPs, they probably think it's worth hundreds of billions over years. I don't think they just lay down, even if the European Union and CMA say the same. I think that's an entirely defendable position, Jackal. I'm just trying to imagine the world in which not only do they decide to try to block, but they are completely implacable about it, right? That what we saw from the FTC is basically you can't convince us. You signed with Nintendo, we don't believe you. You signed with the CWA, we don't believe you. Like the FTC has presented, like, it doesn't matter. Uh, We're going to do this anyway. And nothing that you did, nothing that you can say will actually matter because we just think what we think. And that level of regulator is going to be more... uh, potentially problematic to getting a deal done, right? You, you, you can't rationalize with that particular kind of presentation. And so you have to say, we're going to have to go through the entire court process and find somebody that we can convince when that's no guarantee, right? One of the things we saw at the CMA in the UK was that their appellate review was letting the CMA make claims that didn't seem warranted against Facebook, especially res- with respect to the Jiffy deal uh, that just got blocked by the UK um, and I think asked to be divested. So, you have to run that risk you have to analyze that yeah i agree that it's worth a lot to them but this is a numbers game now this is going to the behind the scenes what are our chances of success what is it worth to us what will it cost what are the chances that we never find somebody that sides with us and those are actually not you know non-zero right nurse jojo became a youtube member girl power on the profile picture thank you so much nurse jojo glad to have you here i hope you love your time as a member Terrell Milliner, the FTC did not file for preliminary injunction to stop the deal in court. This seems significant. Or am I reading too much? You know, I've covered this a little bit. I don't think it's as significant as some are reporting because I don't think there's any risk of the deal trying to close over this kind of situation or close in the near term. They are not going to close without some notice of what's happening in Europe and what's happening in the United Kingdom, period. Uh, And so you're still looking at months out from a closing. So you don't need to file for preliminary injunction if you are the FTC and also if you're trying to keep Microsoft out of court, the real court. So I think it's a strategic decision by the FTC. I'm going to crumb when they lose. Lena Khan is gone. I'm not so sure. Sony plummets due to the bad faith it's garnered with publishers and consumers alike. PlayStation gone within 10 years. I don't see them recovering. Wow. That's kind of an apocalypse type vision uh, for the future of video gaming. I actually don't think Lena Khan will suffer too badly for this. She might be asked politely to resign if people just come around in the public circuit and decide that she's wasting resources. It's possible. Uh, but I don't see Sony going anywhere. I think the big joke of all of the things that Sony has complained about is that they're not being terribly uh, sincere. That I don't think Jim Ryan, I don't think Sony as a whole really thinks they will dissolve without Call of Duty or some of the Activision products. And some of the regulators are buying it. Now, some of the regulators are buying it because they needed a hook to put their hat on and they already wanted to try to take action against this deal. And Sony gave them that hook. That's how I see it at least. What else we got here, fried melon. I still don't understand why these regulatory bodies are parroting the, the market leader and ignoring a third competitor. Nintendo just sits silently in the corner playing Splatoon. All because Microsoft's name is on the docket in a fragmented non-essential market. That's idiotic in my opinion. Fried melon, I'm not here to convince you otherwise. Uh, we've talked about these issues and certainly I think just killing Nintendo and saying they're not a part of the gaming industry, looking at the, the Sony position of anything that hurts our market share. Is a hurting of competition is nuts. It's nuts. So I'm going to continue to use that Shireen phrase. We're going to bring a nut a nuts so shirt on this Law- lawsuit party 2022. I was there. It was nuts so, um, uh, and uh, yeah, I, I I tend to agree with what you're saying here. The Federal Trade Commission gets to decide when they bring these suits, and they've decided to uh, to roll the dice to go for broke. Uh, Gigad 08. Can you compare this to Amazon buying James Bond uh, MGM? Yeah, so uh, essentially Amazon got the FTC to the level where they were really strongly thinking about blocking it. And Amazon demanded that they give them an answer. And ultimately the FTC decided not to block it. Uh, and ultimately what we're looking at is a situation where the Federal Trade Commission has changed in, in composition. Uh, they are uh, one Republican removed. We talked about this earlier in the week, but the Federal Trade Commission has to have five members, three from one party, two from the other, And one of the Republicans, after the FTC decided to sue Facebook to stop their within deal, basically said, there are no good discussions. Dissenting voices aren't being considered. I don't believe in the mission of the FTC and I'm out. Uh, And so he left. And that vacancy has to be filled by the president, who is in no hurry to do so because that's one of the Republican seats. So now you have a four person commission, which by statute can still take the actions it decides to take with one less voice. Uh, arguing against uh, the Democrats in the role and the Democrats, just in terms of politics here. We're not making value judgments, uh, but the, the Republicans have tended over the past few years to side with allowing deals to go through without major evidence of problems. And the Democrats, especially Lena Kahn uh, and the, uh, Bedoya, the other new nominee to the commission, tend to go specifically in a more aggressive approach uh, to policing these particular actions. And that leads to things like this. Um, so whether or not that works for you is, uh, up to you, but you saw a differently composed FTC that wasn't quite in this aggressive stance when you were looking at Amazon and MGM. Hopefully that is a good answer. And again, it's longer than it should have been. I apologize, Mrs. Hoagla. Jose Gomez, do you think Microsoft's lawyers are all like right now? I need a weapon. The the Halo famous line uh, from Halo. Um, so looking at this in retrospect, as we can now do here on Thursday, I suspect that Brad Smith in particular and Microsoft in general uh, had knowledge that this wasn't going their way. Uh, And at that point when they know it's not going their way, they were already ready for something like this. They were ready with their statements. They were ready with these kinds of things. We knew Brad Smith was going to talk to the Federal Trade Commission today and it didn't work out for him. So I think they've already been weaponing up, honestly, and it'll be interesting to see. Here's co-counsel in the chat, just saying hi. Hi, Mrs. Hoglaw. it's good to have you here. Thank you so much. Uh, she's fantastic. Go follow her YouTube channel. It has one video, but it's a great video. Menko Kuhn, thank you, Hogue, for the content. Wondering what is competitive in the video game industry about Microsoft having Azure to fund their purchase of publishers? Well, Microsoft has a whole lot more than Azure to fund their enterprise, right? One of the big worries about a giant tech conglomerate is they can have Windows money by video game companies. They can have Azure money by video game companies. That is a concern in terms of size and, and monetary allotment. Uh, But generally, it's a concern when your purchases and your acquisitions get you to a very high market concentration, right? And it'll be interesting to see what the FTC argues vis-a-vis market concentration, because in the distribution and publication markets, where you talk about what does Microsoft make, what does it distribute, it isn't very high. It's something like 10%. Uh, Activision is somewhere near there, 10 or 15%. You combine those, you still don't have something that looks like a substantial lessening of competition. What you do have is a company that has more power to compete with the Nintendos and the Sonys of the world. But you don't really have those kinds of market concentration issues that you have uh, with other deals that you see blocked. Now, if you change that denominator, right, instead of talking about consoles, instead of talking about games or just distribution of video games, you change it to subscription services or you change it to cloud services, you change it to that kind of combination that the FTC hints that it's looking at in their headline. And you can say, well, that denominator is smaller. Game Pass is bigger with that denominator. And now we can start to see, okay, there might be a market concentration issue. Remember, buying Activision is essentially a horizontal and vertical merger at the same time. And so there's a number of different ways to kind of try to slice this onion. And the Federal Trade Commission is almost certainly trying to say that in these sub markets, there's a market power problem. Now, the biggest issue the FTC has when looking at it from a judge's perspective way down the line, or maybe the administrative law judge, is that it is not at all obvious to me. In fact, it's pretty obvious that this isn't the case that subscription services are a distinct market from the overall game distribution market, that buying a game is not a substitution for subscribing to a game. I don't see that. And I think that is the weakest argument that they have. And if they don't separate those markets, if you go back to the beginning of the Epic versus Apple playlist, I said setting the market is where all antitrust decisions are made. If you don't have that smaller market that you can actually hang your hat on, I don't think there's a case at all here. And Microsoft was depending throughout all of its statements to say, hey, we're only whatever we are, fifth in gaming, seventh in gaming, right? You, you include all the mobile, we're way down the line. You include Tencent and even Amazon and Google expenditures, we're way down the line. And what these regulatory bodies have seemingly focused on is, well, what about subscription services? And we're going to assume that is a completely separate market, that there are no substitutes for a game pass. And that's where they're hanging their hat. Does that work? I don't think it does. Uh, but you can at least make a plausible, if somewhat illogical, argument for it. And that's what the FTC has decided to do. Thank you so much, Mina Kun, uh, for the support for the channel. Tom from Toonami, do you think Sony has damaged the reputation in the industry to a point where it will be an asterisk for a while? I don't, I don't quite know the reference to being an asterisk, but I do think there is a burning of bridges here and a lack of comedy that is likely to reverberate across the industry players for a while. I have said to you that business finds a way, that money finds a way, and it will, Uh, But I do think Sony has not covered itself in glory. And if we're thinking about it in the Telltale Games perspective, Microsoft will remember that. Activision will remember that. Nintendo might remember that. Electronic Arts was dragged in the Sony statements for CMA saying their battlefield sucks. They will remember that. Everybody will remember what is happening this year. Uh, And I don't think that changes business calculations, but it can. Companies are made up of people. So we will see. Thank you so much for the super chat. Trey Johnson, new member, welcome. I hope you have a wonderful membership here. Midnight. Say the deal closes successfully to the disdain of the regulators. Could they then try to block small deals from Microsoft, like acquiring Asobo, or too small? Nope, that's big enough. The the threshold here is somewhere in the four hundred million dollar range. Um, but uh, yeah, the the FTC could could make life trouble. Any regulatory body can make life trouble for you. It's one of the things. One of the reasons why Microsoft has a president of governmental relations is you go and you try to make sure everybody's relatively satisfied that you're doing what you can while still staying within your operational. Uh, mission statement uh, for these regulators and these government bodies. But at the end of the day, if the deal goes through, if the deal doesn't go through, Microsoft could still be getting a closer look because right now the FTC, remember, is presenting that Microsoft is a bad guy and is trying to get through an illegal deal. That in of itself is something that will be looked on negative at regulators if that's how they truly feel behind the scenes. So who knows on that, but thank you so much for the super chat. Jesse Darby, can a judge force Sony's hand if the FTC loses? What do you mean? In general, Sony's not a party to this, right? So Sony's at no risk. Sony sits on the sidelines. They might be concerned about what Microsoft might reveal about what they know about their operations, what have you, but Sony is not involved. Um, So this will be the Federal Trade Commission versus Microsoft and Activision as the defendants, co-defendants there. Uh, But Sony is just an interested party that is going to have that popcorn gif meme and is busy watching one of its main rivals uh, have to expend oodles of money to get through a deal that honestly... Wouldn't have been a problem that many years ago. (laughs) Microsoft and Activision put an official statement stating they will fight this in court all the way. We have an official statement from them. Let's see what we can find here, folks. This is good stuff. Thank you for flagging this stuff for me. I appreciate it. And we will try to talk about all aspects of this Microsoft statement. Let's see if if that's good enough. That's really generic. (laughs) Um, No, it's just the FTC stuff. Ahem. All right. We'll, we'll have to look to see if we can find Microsoft PR or something along those lines. If you give me the heading uh, for what they are what they are saying, that'll be helpful. Uh, we do have a letter from Bobby Kotick. Should we flag that one? Let's look at this one. Thank you so much for the flag. Swing this back around. So we've got one from Yahoo Finance, borrowing it from BusinessWire. So this is the generic public relations um, kind of place to put press releases. Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick today sent the following letter to all employees. Team... I wanted to provide a brief update on our pending merger with Microsoft. This week, the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, FTC, announced its decision to challenge the deal. This means that they will file a lawsuit to block the merger and arguments will be heard by a judge. This sounds alarming, so I want to reinforce my confidence that this deal will close. The allegation that this deal is anti-competitive doesn't align with the facts and we believe we will win this challenge. (laughs) That moment when you find yourself uh, agreeing with what Bobby Kotick says and you say, hmm, I have to re-examine my premises. But in fairness, it is the kind of thing that I do think they have a strong case. Thanks to the hard work by all of you every day, we're on a strong path, bringing epic joy to players around the world with what I believe are the greatest games in the industry. At the same time, the competitive landscape is shifting. And simply put, a combined Microsoft ABK will be good for players, good for employees, good for... Sorry about that. Had an internet uh, hiccup there. Uh, We believe these arguments will win despite a regulatory environment focused on ideology and misconceptions about the tech industry. Do any of you remember what the Activision response was to the lawsuit by California and how it was unhinged in attacking California for being only politics and a horrible place to do business, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, And uh, hopefully I came back, everybody. Uh, Chat, just let me know. Uh, if I am back for you, I'm, I'm seeing myself as back, but I do want to make sure uh, that I am talking to to a live a live stream here. So please let me know on that. Uh, but when they responded to the California lawsuit, one of the things they really came across was it, this is all political. So you just get a hint of it from Bobby Kotick here. It's all ideology and misconceptions. Uh, and then I guess my connection was interrupted as I tried to pull this. E- internal email to activision blizzard uh staff up what did, where did you send me bobby kotick what is this <laughs> so bobby kotick links to this particular update uh and it's like some kind of there, there's some kind of uh thing here let's see the internal email to activision blizzard staff we're we're in the deep web now folks there's a lot being said these days about our merger with microsoft isn't there However, much of what's out there lacks a deep understanding of our industry. As part of our ongoing commitment to keep all of you updated on the merger, I wanted to take a moment to give you a quick process update and lay out the facts. So far, we've received approval for our merger from several jurisdictions. I have, however, seen speculation in the press that the U.S. Federal Trade Commission, FTC, is considering whether to file a lawsuit to try to block our merger and that they could do this because of the belief that after our merger closes, Microsoft will make Call of Duty exclusive. We don't know what will happen in that process, uh, but for several reasons, the rumor that would make Call of Duty exclusive are nonsense. But you don't have to take our word for it. Making Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox doesn't make good business sense. Just this week, Microsoft announced a 10-year commitment to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo. We just talked about that yesterday. Uh, we've got various uh, statements here from Steam. I don't even know what we're looking at. It's like some kind of thread here. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't. Bobby Kotick sent us here. We'll just we'll just we'll take a spray can out uh, and let them know that it's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> So we got the Bobby Kotick statement. We'll look for an Activision statement. I'll try to pull up the Brad Smith statement. We're here. We're an hour and a half in. We're having fun. (laughs) Tristan Brown, in my opinion, the Federal Trade Commission is just looking for concessions so that that they can get a win against big tech. I think they can get a deal done so both parties get a win. I would love to think you're right, honestly. Um... This is presented pretty strongly, but the Federal Trade Commission has a tendency to present their case pretty strongly. Uh, and they could agree to concessions on this point. And my hope would be that they do. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, certainly what the Federal Trade Commission has said uh, is a little bit difficult to walk back insofar as what they've said is that we just hate this deal in general. So we'll have to evaluate that as it comes. Dorian Gray, a rumor is that Sony wants Square Enix. I've heard that rumor pretty consistently. Does that have to be an open process where their companies can bid as well? Or could Sony just stealth purchase? No, it's up to the seller. The seller gets to decide how they want to sell their asset. Now they do have a fiduciary obligation in most jurisdictions, and I can't really speak to Japan entirely on this, uh, to go and try to get a maximum deal for their shareholders. Management, remember, are not the owners of the company, the shareholders of the company are. Uh, and so sometimes in the United States, you have to have an opening for somebody else to, to bid greater. If you go look at the merger agreement between Microsoft and Activision, as a for instance, there is an out to the deal for Activision if somebody were to swoop in with a bigger offer or or something that was more attractive somehow. And usually that's for a deal where a party is offering maybe 50% of the price in stock and maybe there's a promissory note and it's going to be leveraged against whatever it might be. And then somebody comes in with an all cash deal because all cash is generally preferred. So a board of directors has what we call a fiduciary out generally negotiated into its contracts to say, we're not going to violate the law. If something better comes along, we're going to do that. And then the deal can terminate. And in that case, Activision would have owed Microsoft money, if you can believe it. Miasma asked, our Phil and Jim marching on stage tonight for the Game Awards? Can you imagine? What if there's a segment in the Game Awards that would include executives from Microsoft and Sony? Wouldn't that be something? That would be a moment. (laughs) That would definitely be a moment. Yeah, the Game Awards happening today is just the perfect cherry on top of the Sunday. Uh, Jesse Darby, what I mean is putting their games on Xbox in terms of rolling them back. Yeah, I, I think we talked about this, but they would have to be very careful in the aftermath of any deal to not trip up anything that they would have promised. Uh, Grazer, G, Grazer J Games, I don't want to get that middle initial wrong. Is this just the FTC's very public play to get Xbox to commit to concessions, as opposed to just making statements in public? <clears throat> it's possible. As I said at the top of this video, 90 minutes ago, or or some odd time, uh, you can go and get a consent decree signed at any time. And part of the process to getting concessions, getting a consent decree, as I talked about in prior videos in this playlist, is having a complaint to actually end. Having something that the Federal Trade Commission or the DOJ, depending on who you're talking to on these laws, uh, has put forth a complaint that then you can give concessions to have withdrawn, to have go away. And so that's a possibility. But we've also seen in the recent past that the Federal Trade Commission just said, no, 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 to things like NVIDIA Arm. And we're not interested in any of your behavioral concessions or anything that allows this deal to get through. So Microsoft has to evaluate whether that's the FTC that they're dealing with right now, what it is that they can even offer. And honestly, I don't know. I don't know. It is a possibility though. I don't wanna discount that. Ruben Reyes, I don't know why these regulators don't see Nintendo. They are a bigger player than they're getting credit for. They're a huge player. Switch is enormous. And they're bifurcating the video game market into like family-friendly and not family-friendly. It's, it's, it's a ridiculous conceit in their own analysis. <coughs> Olivia with the real problems here says, YouTube didn't give me the notification. I have to go back and replay crew. What are you doing, YouTube? What are you doing? You got to notify people that deign to hit all the various buttons to get notified about this content, YouTube. It must've been long. How much do you think Gabe's comment will have an impact? If it was going to have an impact, it would have had an impact before this. <laughs> Gabe's comment doesn't really matter to the actual legal proposition of whether this deal is a problem or not. What it did matter to was you can believe Microsoft and we think their incentives are aligned to keep it open. But outside of that, might come up as a witness, I guess, to say the same thing at some point in the future. But outside of that, it's not important to the actual question of does this deal substantially lessen competition and how? What does that look like in front of a judge? What does that potentially look like in front of a court of appeals? That's what matters now. Christian 5916, correct me if I'm wrong, but if Microsoft wins this, they can do whatever they want with Activision Blizzard King content in the US, right? Yeah, if they were to out- win outright, then there aren't any concessions. They just own the asset that they purchased. And essentially, FTC would have been smacked down and said, no, this deal doesn't otherwise violate the laws, So Microsoft is free to do what it will. Now, you could still get in trouble for restraints of trade and things going forward with future activities. But in general, yes, you can do whatever you like. Flattered fifth, Apologies if you already answered this. No problem, Flattered Fifth. And thank you so much for the super chat. What does this mean for the deal closing in June? (laughs) Does this just go away for years until the lawsuit is solved and we don't hear about Microsoft buying Activision for years? Uh, No, this will probably be more public from here on out. Uh, You've now got a, on the record, the Federal Trade Commission moving against the deal. You'll have every reason to have Microsoft try to own the press cycles on these kinds of things. Uh, There will be plenty of virtual legality videos on this type of stuff. The answer to your question is more complicated than it might seem, because one of the variables is they could agree to concessions uh, and then everything stops. Everything's done. Um, if you imagine, hey, this is all going through the full process to try to get to an ultimately determined judicial outcome. Yeah. June's off the table. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll see. The parties can extend the contract. They can terminate the contract. Activision. can. Wa- There's all sorts of things that can happen. Uh, if uh, this thing goes forward, Activision has a seat at the table as well. Bobby Kotick's out there telling his employees he still wants to get the deal done. They have to act in lockstep on this. They might extend the contract. We don't have any idea what's going to happen on that score. So buckle up. Uh, there's a lot of different paths this can take from here, uh, but most of them go past June, I have to say. Darian Britain with just a very nice super chat. I really appreciate the support, Darian. Thank you so much. Raketsu86 supports the channel. Long time uh, fan or supporter or subscriber, just very, very helpful with keeping everything afloat here. So thank you so much for Ketsu86. I'm not familiar with the way the lawsuit process works for these things. Does Microsoft and Activision get to bring statements of support or anything from other parties? If so, anyone you can think of showing up. It is not that informal, honestly. If you watch To Depth v. Heard or if you have watched other trials, uh, it's going to be a trial. It's going to have a judge that isn't a part of the Article 3 judiciary. It's going to be a part of the Federal Trade Commission, but it's going to be an actual trial uh, there will be evidentiary disputes, there will be discovery processes, there will be witnesses, there will be expert testimony. It will be a trial. Um, and so uh, it, it's just like you're thinking of in a normal courtroom. Uh, but statements of support probably isn't right <laughs> when we think about the legal process. But you can certainly work in experts or work in people that are interested in the transaction to go and represent on your behalf uh, You know what it means to the industry, which can look a lot like a statement of support. Right? We've seen things that were filed by publishers and developers to places like Brazil that said this deal doesn't cause us any heartburn at all. I've said in the past, Electronic Arts is actually probably really in favor of it uh, because at the outside chance that the Call of Duty gets pulled into Xbox, that leaves a very big wide open audience for their own products and services. Anything could happen. Honestly, I, it, it could be just absolute craziness. I, I said earlier in this video, we have never seen anything like this in gaming. We have never seen anything like this in gaming. Um, so buckle up, get excited. Um, honestly, I joke about it, but you know it's, it's, it's a good day to have a legal analysis in the video game industry channel. Uh, and it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. Darian, Sony has done a lot of third-party exclusive deals. The FTC's issue is Microsoft making former third-party content exclusive. So does Microsoft point out Sony's practices and it ends the practice industry-wide? No, probably not. So this challenge in particular is coming uh, as a part of a Clayton Act challenge which is specifically related to mergers, buying companies, combining entities, and in all cases, reducing the number of entities that are independently owned and operated, right? For an exclusive contract, that's just a contract term. So yes, you can challenge the overall practice through what we would call a Sherman Act claim that says it's an illegal restraint of trade, it's unfairly uh, inducing competition, harming competition, whatever it might be. And I don't think that would actually succeed because as the various jurisdictions have said in many different ways this is the way that the video game industry have competed with itself forever this is standard industry operations this is what a reasonable participant in this in the industry would expect so i don't see them suddenly turning around and saying keeping final fantasy 16 exclusive to your console for six months is an illegal restraint of trade but who knows sky's the limit now sky is the limit now drawn tj could a judge throw it out a judge can rule against the federal trade commission they can do it pretty early. But as I said before, the Federal Trade Commission owns that judge. Judge is a part of that body, and the Federal Trade Commission is the body to which you appeal to. And so what we've seen is that an administrative judge that holds against the FTC, FTC stands back for a minute and says, we are appealing that decision to ourselves, and we will now judge whether or not we were correct to bring that claim in the first instance. It is something of a catch-22 at the early stage of proceedings, and it does cost time and money and resources to anybody that gets sucked into the maelstrom. It's why it's being challenged in court right now. So we'll see. But a judge can rule against the Federal Trade Commission. And they have recently a couple of times. Anthony, what concessions could Microsoft actually offer besides a 10-year offer? They could offer Starfield and Redfall. I know they won't offer Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus, right? I do think that is is the bright red line. That is the bridge too far for Microsoft. What they are purchasing these assets for is to differentiate Game Pass. That's what they want to do with it. That is almost certainly the major impetus behind this portion of the deal, remembering that King is the other one. Microsoft desperately wants to get into mobile and the Federal Trade Commission has really no argument against that. Um, and so you could see a split deal. You could see a divestiture and they are only allowed to buy King. You could do all sorts of things. That doesn't make a lot of sense because of back office efficiencies and, and other stuff. Uh, but you could have that kind of offering as well. Uh, but yeah, I don't think Microsoft offers anything vis-a-vis putting Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. I think that's, that's going to be too far for them. <clears throat> all right, what else we got going here? Dairy in Britain, I ask because many of Sony's deals aren't months, they are years. Doesn't that limit competition? You could make the argument. And I certainly think, you know, you go past the year mark. You see some, some long-term ones with Destiny. You can make the argument. They've never really been examined so far before. All industry participants are, are guilty of using exclusives to some extent. So I wouldn't expect it to be challenged at that level. But I, like I said, if, if Sony wins on this and, and Microsoft loses, and this was seen to be a big business coup, and it was... Uh, then yeah, sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. You could bring complaints. You could you can bring a regulatory action. You could have Epic versus Apple. Can you even imagine if we had Microsoft versus Sony? What in the world does that even look like? That they just sue for restraints of trade. They sue for uh, harming the competitive landscape with exclusive deals. I don't have any idea. I personally think that's dumb. That would be a dumb move for the industry that both Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo kind of make out in the way that it's currently set up. But Uh, You know, who knows if Microsoft starts playing as scorned, literally anything could happen. I do see some purple hearts in the chat. That is usually an Emily D. Baker sign. Emily D. Baker had a fantastic episode of Coffee and Cursey Words this morning that I got to sit back and listen to on chat. You should check out that archive. She is a wonderful legal commentator, uh, and I'm very happy to see you in chat, Emily. I hope you're having a good one. My voice is going to give out here soon. Uh, This is whatever my fifth hour of streaming today. Favorite tiger, do you think FTC will win the lawsuit or do you think Microsoft will win? Realistically, my hope would be we'd get to a point where they just agree to some set of concessions. I think if if we're actually looking at a lawsuit and it gets to the end of all things, the end of a lawsuit and a determination of some kind, I think we're, we're looking at a Microsoft win. Microsoft has by far the stronger argument in traditional American antitrust jurisprudence, and judges are going to look a traditional American antitrust jurisprudence and not just whatever the regulatory body wants to construe these things as. And most judges would look at it and say, hey, you want to do these other things. You want to apply it in these different ways. Go get the legislature to pass your laws. That's not my business. uh, But we're going to hold that this isn't a a violation of antitrust concerns. So we'll see. But I, I would say Microsoft has by far the stronger case than the FTC. Hell9000, thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Uh, that is very generous of you, and I really am very thankful for the support from all you folks that are coming out. More than 2,000 of you in the chat. If you could hit that like button and hit the subscribe and do what Emily B. Baker in our chat right now calls the youtube things, I would really appreciate it. YouTube loves it when you do those various things. Midnight Jury, Microsoft, ABK, FTC, CMA, et cetera, welcome to your life, Hogue. LOL. The trick is that was my life before I started virtual legality, right? They call it an alphabet soup for a reason. I remember basically all the, the, the letters for these various bodies. I still get tripped up on the SEC though, because I'm a big college football fan. And I never know whether we're talking about the Southeastern Football Conference or we're talking about the Securities and Exchange Commission. So you can join me in that particular confusion if you like one day. Crusader3456, I've seen online that the FTC didn't submit a preliminary injunction. They did not. Does that mean the deal could close and then be torn apart again if the CMA EU didn't contest? So technically, yeah. Uh, but understand this. Uh, you're going to be in an ongoing litigation with the FTC about whether your deal should go through. If you decide to close over that and it gets pulled apart, you're going to have some shareholder complaints uh, at the Microsoft level. So there's a lot of stuff to evaluate here. I think the stories that are coming out that me- that say this means the deal can close are a bit optimistic <laughs> as to what this means. In general, I can't promise anything, folks. But in general, you aren't going to close over. You aren't going to just close With an open condition like we're not currently under regulatory litigation, and we might take a look. We might do a short-form video to just highlight the section in the merger agreement that says the closing conditions are thus, and one of them is no ongoing litigation. (laughs) And say so they would have to close over it. They would have to say we waive that condition in order to close. And I think probably you'd be silly to do that. But maybe Microsoft is saying that somewhere, and we'll find that on a later video. I think it's it would be a surprise if they went through with that. Anyway. Uh, let's continue. Anthony, can you ponder on Microsoft scorned scary thought? <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like I said, money will out. The bag of money on the table generally will find its way to live. And Sony and Activision and Microsoft will find a way to make the most money that they possibly can. But in any short-term, medium-term scenario, this kind of fracture in an industry can reverberate for years. Uh, and certainly, Sony Sony has really done a number on Microsoft on this. And even though I think the Federal Trade Commission and the European Union and the CMA didn't actually need Sony to be this vociferous to take the action that it looks like they're going to be taking, the fact that Sony did do that is something that is going to be remembered for a long time across the industry, I would say. Riket 286, if it gets all the way to court over under on it being live streamed, Uh, it'll be federal court. So the under is what you have to take. You're not going to generally see it. When it gets to the court of appeals, you might see it depending on uh, whether that particular court of appeals is broadcasting at that point in time. But it won't be live streams. No, no, all my colleagues on YouTube with their live stream trials, we don't do that in business land. Although trying to make, you know, the battle of the experts in 16 straight hours of economic testimony, which is diametrically opposed and doesn't make sense at all, uh, in various ways would be an interesting exercise for me to try to accomplish, uh, but we might try to figure out a way to report on that. What we did with Epic versus Apple, you can go back and see we essentially took live tweeting that was done by places like Protocol and the Verge and others, and we took that and commented on it in a in a list as if we were listening to the various things, and I talked you through what was being argued and why so it's possible we could do something like that as well, or heck, maybe I'll just go to the court. who knows. <laughs> Who knows? It could get crazy uh, if this goes through to a lawsuit level. Tristan Brown, does Valve and Nintendo coming to bat for Microsoft strengthen their case against the FTC? I honestly think most of the stuff that you saw in the past few days was designed to have this outcome not happen. Now that we have crossed that threshold, it is of limited usefulness. Uh, And so I don't think that Nintendo or Valve or anybody makes their case for them, especially if the FTC is just you know, plugging its ears and saying, we don't care, we've analyzed this. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. We think that there's an issue here. Uh, and that seems to be more likely the case than mm, it's a close question. We're looking at various things about the market. Uh, that is not what I'm getting from their press release, but we'll be looking at the amended complaint uh, in short order. Gecko Gamer says, gaming is now cursed to live in interesting times. <laughs> it's been a heck of a few years for every industry, hasn't it? Uh, but gaming in particular is going to have quite, quite the next few years, I think. Uh, you know, if you had to put numbers on it, how much more likely are the EU and CMA to block in their own jurisdiction since the FTC blocked? Thanks for the content. Probably twice as likely, something like that. Um, political bodies, regulators of all stripes, and this isn't really a disparagement, but they like to have cover. They like to be seen as moving on the zeitgeist and what people want, uh, and they're not going to be sticking their necks out in the EU or the CMA uh, to to go after this now. Uh, and so I think it's it's more likely than it was beforehand, uh, but you know, we'll see what ultimately happens. <laughs> All right. Uh, and uh, Tristan Brown also, hug. please define monopoly for the dummies. Monopoly, in the truest sense, means one provider of something, whether that's a service or good. Uh, in legalese, it generally means a company that has significant enough market power to control pricing or the market in which it operates to some extent that could be deemed to be unfair if it did it in a way that uh, hurt consumers for the most part, right? The consumer welfare standard is basically, we wanna see prices go down, we wanna see quality go up. And we feel if competitors are bashing heads with each other, then both of those things will pretty naturally happen, or at least one of them, that will benefit consumers in some way. Uh, Generally speaking, we're most concerned about a a company that has market power, uh, which can be framed as a monopoly, but generally speaking, market power accrues, depending on the industry we're talking about, uh, somewhere between 30 and 50% uh, of the market share. Uh, And when that market power accrues, then we get real worried, that they can do something, whether that's through a merger or a contract or an act of some kind that can harm the overall competitive sphere. The metaphor I usually give, and I think people have liked this and they understand it, is when we think about a soccer match. It's World Cup here, right? When we think about a soccer match, the regulators are supposed to be referees that are totally okay with goals being scored by the teams. And even when a goal score is 10 to 1 or something like that, that is supposed to be okay. That's competition. Even if one side is better than the other, we want meritocratic entities to make the most money. That's a good thing for consumers and the status overall. But what we don't want is it's 10 to one because one of the teams took a crowbar out, knocked the knees out of the goalie and the two defenders and are then having their way with the competitive field. So crowbars, no, goals, yes. And I, I think that's a good illustration for what we're talking about here. It gets obviously more confusing when we're talking about specific business activities and contract terms and things like that. But metaphorically, that's what we're talking about. If the FTC loses, can Microsoft sue for damages? No. (laughs) No, the Federal Trade Commission is what we call a sovereign. Uh, They are part of the government of the United States. And in general, absent just really nefarious actions, you're not going to get a dime out of them, even if they prove to have a losing argument. uh, And even if honestly, and there's probably some exceptions to this on the edges, even if honestly, they don't even believe what they're selling. And they're just being mean to be mean. It's very difficult to win any kind of case or damages against any federal government, but certainly the U.S. federal government. Oh, hey, Kurt. Nice to see you here. Highlander 001. What do you give the chances of the deal passing? Forty sixty. I think I'm going to stick with forty I'm going to push it on the side of it not going through at this point. Uh, but I don't think it's zero. I think people are probably going to overreact to this a little bit. There's still a number of avenues that this can go through. And ultimately, the 40 is really a statement of trying to evaluate Microsoft's wherewithal, right? Because I'm telling you that they have a strong case to win. That's not a guarantee. You can't guarantee a win on a legal question like this or any legal question, but it's going to take a long time. And it's going to leave their industry in limbo. It's going to leave their future plans in limbo. It's going to leave those plans in limbo in a almost catastrophically unstable economic environment. Uh, And a lot of companies are just going to nope out of that because they don't want to be in limbo and not knowing what tomorrow brings. Uh, And so Microsoft's big enough to withstand this kind of stuff. Microsoft has a lot of money on the line, but we have to take into account that they could lose we have to take into account that they might not wanna have the fight the whole way. Uh, and certainly one of the inflection points that we can watch out for is that first date on which 2 billion becomes 2.5 billion, uh, because that signals that they're likely uh, more significantly in when it happens. I'll try to go find that date in the merger agreement after this video. And maybe I'll just do a, a quickie video at some point to just say, here are the dates that are important from a incentive structure side of things, because these are when Microsoft's bill goes way up uh, and that you can use that as some kind of guidepost. <clears throat> Bunty asks, do you think this is going to change the industry when it comes to acquiring now? Not on the reasonably sized acquisitions, you know, the small companies, a hundred, few hundred million, Uh, the billion dollar acquisitions. I I certainly think if Sony, as an example, were to try to buy Square Enix right now, you might see hellfire and brimstone come down from Microsoft. Do I think they would have a good case? No, I don't. Uh, And I would side with Sony there against Microsoft trying to fight those kinds of transactions because Believe it or not, I'm not an Xbox or a PlayStation shill. I just look at these things from a transactional perspective. And in that particular circumstance, I would think Microsoft would have a bad case. But it wouldn't surprise me if you start to see goose and gander type equations being happening in the industry. And I think that's bad. I want gaming to be enjoyed by the most people. For a long time, we've been in kind of detente and the pie has grown immensely and I remember the Game Awards and seeing all three presidents up there from Nintendo and Sony and Microsoft. And I think that's overall good for the industry. We are not in that era anymore. I think you are going to see some real animus uh, between these companies moving forward. Darlin Britain says, I think that you missed my last question. I am so sorry. I am getting so many chats, uh, Dar- Darian. I will try to make sure that I capture it. Um, does Microsoft point out that many Sony acquisitions did third-party content and after Sony brought them, uh, bought them only did PlayStation exclusives, but F- Federal Trade Commission doesn't seem to care? They can point out whatever they like. One of the issues that they'll have with parties here, and I do apologize for missing this a little bit earlier, Darian, I really do, uh, is that, um, candidly, Sony isn't on trial here right? So what we're really asking is not, oh, they do it worse. If you imagine the kind of speeding situation where you get pulled over by the cop and you say, I was doing 75, that guy's doing 80. It's like, well, he's not standing here right now. Uh, Yep, that's true. Uh, And so you can try to bring that stuff up. You can try to establish what industry norms are, what is to be considered an industry norm and what you are trying to do to compete with those things. And that's all legitimate, but just kind of whining about what Sony does is probably not going to carry the day. So Microsoft's going to have to choose that pretty carefully. Uh, as it moves forward. Thank you so much, Darian. And I really appreciate the support for the channel. Um, missed my last question. Gecko Gamer says, is it called soccer or football? You know, even in American football, the refs generally, I don't think would allow crowbars to knock out people's knees. Some conferences, I'm not so sure. But I think in general, we're against crowbars at all major team organized sports. Midnight Jury, thank you for your coverage on this. As always, we're coming up on two hours here, so we're going to be trying to close it up pretty soon, but we'll see. Lucius, uh, Augustus asks, virtual legality on Axon Enterprise versus the FTC. I'd have to look up that one, Uh, but I certainly think I have enough on my plate right now. (laughs) So we'll see where that goes. Uh, Elitist edits, bro, can you be one of Microsoft's lawyers too? Microsoft has fine lawyers. I guarantee that. I have, in fact, uh, negotiated uh, with them in the past. Uh, Ains over at the BitCast. Check out the BitCast on Sundays at Season Gaming. I'm there all the time. He just says, hog lies. It's true. Yeah. Always a a good supporter of of, of me and the channel. Uh, Robert Brown, does Microsoft have an incentive to go to court to set a precedent that merges at this level okay? Let me read that again. Does Microsoft have an incentive to go to court to set a precedent that mergers, mergers at this level are okay? Microsoft would very much like to not be the party in charge of establishing legal precedent on these topics. Uh, they are forced to do this. So no, they don't have an incentive. Uh, if, if the FTC said, oh, our bad, we, the wrong press release went out. We actually wanted to give you this press release that says we voted uh, to allow the deal and you're all good to go. Microsoft would be popping the corks of champagne uh, throughout, the bu- the, throughout the building. But um, yeah, I'm just gonna go with no there. <laughs> they don't want any part of this process. So they might be a silver lining, but that's not an incentive, certainly. All right. Let's look at one last thing. If I can pull it up, we will see. then we'll do one last run through of, I guess, super chats for the most part, but chats, absolutely. Don't feel obligated to super chat, certainly. And we will see if we can find something on Brad Smith here. So Tom Warren at The Verge does a lot of great work uh, covering the industry. had a tweet out that as this happened, It said, Microsoft responds to the Federal Trade Commission suing to block its Activision Blizzard deal. Brad Smith, President of Governmental Relations at Microsoft, says, while we believed in giving peace a chance, we have complete confidence in our case and welcome the opportunity to present our case in court. And that honestly is haughty, right? It's it's a little bit arrogant sounding, uh, but it is the truth of the matter, right? What we talked about was that Microsoft always had a good case here, but that Microsoft was willing to give concessions to kind of smooth the deal over and to give... Uh, regulators, some kind of political win, right? One of the things I think Microsoft properly assessed was that in this environment, against a technology company, that regulators would have an incentive to try to show that they were doing something against a company like Microsoft. So very early on, late January, early February, they start signaling what concessions they're willing to get. We'll call of duty on PlayStation. We'll keep our app store open. We're not looking to consolidate and remove mobile games. They say all this kind of stuff. They go in to get the CWA and the union on their side. They say, we're going to allow unionization across all the companies, all this kind of thing. And that was all under the auspices that if that helps you, regulators were perfectly willing to help you. But now that they have sued, it comes down to, well, is your case good enough? And I think Microsoft is in the right to go and suggest No. This is not a good case. This is not a strong case that the Federal Trade Commission is seeking to bring. And so we'll talk about it with those words now and not the sweetness and light that we have been putting forth. Uh, The Verge article here talks about what the FTC is arguing. We read their statement on that. The vote from the FTC commissioners today means Microsoft now faces significant hurdles to getting its Activision Blizzard deal complete. Regulators in the UK and EU are also scrutinizing the deal closely. We've got that Holly Vadova statement from the FTC press release. We continue to believe that this deal will expand competition and create more opportunities for gamers and game developers. Brad Smith, Microsoft vice chair and president, said in a statement of the Virgin. I want to say this here. I think this has no chance of actually happening. But Brad Smith, you want to come on the show? You want to talk about what your position is? FTC commissioners, you want to come on the show, talk about what your positions are? Phil Spencer, anybody, come on. I will be happy to have you on this space and we can talk about it all together. We have been committed since day one to addressing competition concerns including by offering earlier this week proposed concessions to the FTC. Now, this is interesting. We didn't actually see this formally before, right? So even in the absence of a complaint document, Microsoft offered concessions to the FTC, which presumably included most prominently the 10-year deal to Sony for Call of Duty. While we, while we believed in giving peace a chance, we have complete confidence in our case and welcome the opportunity to present our case in court. The company's corporate vice president of communications, Frank X. Shaw, also tweeted a link to a document titled "Get the Facts: How Microsoft is Committed to Growing Gaming Communities." I'm not sure if that is from today or not. We can look that up in real time. So you can see this is this is I've got fantastic folks that help me out here. Here's Lachonk Law on, at h underscore sense on Twitter flags these things at Hoglaw. I'm sure I got just oodles of flags all over the place. Uh, but get the facts: How is Microsoft committed to gaming? I don't know where this comes from. This is just an undated document. Microsoft's strategy for Call of Duty is consistent with our approach to integrating previous gaming franchises with broad, pre-existing communities. Continue to develop the acquired franchises, distribute content broadly, grow the community, and continue to sell and monetize across platforms. Multiplayer games thrive when player bases are active and growing. Uh, They've got interview points from June of 2022, September of 2022. Our commitments for ZeniMax. Microsoft announced the acquisition of ZeniMax in September of 2020. Shortly after the acquisition was announced, Bloomberg reported the following on the availability of ZeniMax Media Games. Bethesda had previously agreed to debut two of its upcoming games, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, on Sony's PlayStation rather than Xbox. Both games were announced as timed console exclusives. Microsoft will keep that commitment, which they did. We saw that in action with Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, In its merger notice to the European Commission on ZeniMax, Microsoft stated Microsoft will honor all of ZeniMax's obligations to continue making its current games available on other gaming hardware. And it further stated Microsoft will not make any existing ZeniMax games exclusive to Xbox. They will continue to be available for purchase of PCs and other gaming hardware for which they are currently available. Microsoft will not be removing players' access to any current games. And then after closing of the acquisition, Microsoft honored ZeniMax's commitment And the first two games released by Bethesda, Deathloop, and Ghostwire Tokyo were made available as PlayStation console exclusives. For future games, Microsoft also maintained its position. So here is actually a response to one of the things the FTC is saying, which is effectively that you lied about ZeniMax. In its merger notice to the European Commission on ZeniMax, Microsoft stated... Future decisions on whether to distribute ZeniMax games for other consoles will be made on a case-by-case basis, taking into account player demand and sentiment. Factors that will inform Microsoft's decision-making on future games include consumer demand and preference and the willingness of third parties to work with Microsoft to launch games for their devices. And again, I called this mealy-mouthed or I called this muddled back when they were making these statements back in 2021. You can check out the videos on our ZeniMax Microsoft deal because it never ends here in virtual legality. But if you look at those videos, one of the things I said was, there's always going to be consumer preference for having a game available on their console hardware of choice. So this doesn't quite seal the deal. And here's where the FTC called them out as lying. I don't think that's warranted, but you can see how the FTC got to the position that it got to. It further stated for future Zenimax games, Microsoft intends to make these games available for purchase on PC and where the games are designed as native mobile games on mobile devices running both iOS and Android. Future decisions on whether to distribute ZeniMax games for other consoles will be made on a case-by-case basis, taking into account the player demand and sentiment, Microsoft's strategic and financial goals, and the willingness of third-party gaming hardware providers to run Microsoft Gaming and Service. This makes it broad enough that it's not a lie. We decided we would make more money making an exclusive is still included in this sentence, but it's not a, uh, it's not a very useful lie if the FTC says, well, you were, you were playing games. Microsoft will make all acquired games and future releases available to subscribers of its Game Pass service on the day the games are launched but does not currently anticipate distributing them through other subscription services. This is the the bridge too far, right? They are going to put these games that they are purchasing on Game Pass. They are not putting them on PlayStation Plus. They're not putting them on Nintendo Online Expansion Pass number two or anything like that. This reflects Microsoft's broader strategy to promote a subscription-based model, which it believes will generate value and choice for game players. This policy would not preclude players from downloading or buying the games outside of Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft anticipates that existing games and future multi-platform games will be available for purchase from relevant digital storefronts of all major consoles and PCs. Now, this is also playing a little game, right? Microsoft anticipates that existing games and future multi-platform games will be available for purchase from relevant digital storefronts on all major consoles and PCs. What's doing the work here? Things that are already self-designated as multi-platform games. We're not gonna designate everything as multi-platform, but you can see how a regulator would look at this and say, all right, Microsoft, here's our problem. You're giving us a concession document you're saying certain things about promises. You're putting a neutrality agreement in front of us, and you're saying certain things about promises. It can't be the case that we have to parse every possible meaning of every possible thing and just allow you to walk through these technical loopholes. And honestly, the Federal Trade Commission could be being very humble here and saying, we can't anticipate what kind of landmines you've built in here. And you've played enough games with the European Commission on the ZeniMax stuff that we think that they thought that this was making a certain kind of multi-platform commitment, that it's clear now that you weren't, but we feel like you kind of took advantage of that particular statement. I'm not saying that's a great argument, and I'm not saying that that makes the Federal Trade Commission's case stronger, but you can see how they get there when this is Microsoft's position as they put forth, this is their strongest foot forward, from their press releases that says, this is what we told them. And as a lawyer, I can look at this and say, yeah, they didn't violate this. As a human being, I can say, (laughs) I can see, I can see how you could get upset about what actually happened here and make it a part of your statement. Uh, I think this is a, that's Bethesda commitments for Call of Duty. We talked about this. Brad Smith says in February, very close to the actual deal announcement, we've committed to Sony that we will be making them available on PlayStation beyond the existing agreement in the future so that Sony fans can continue to enjoy the games they love. Two days after the announcement, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire... To keep Call of Duty on PlayStation, if you weren't in the gaming ecosystem of discussing these kinds of deals in January of this year, well, then you might not know that there was like dictionary definitions. There was semantic, rhetorical, and persuasive analysis of the word desire to the nth degree. He desires it, but that doesn't obligate him. And all the states of mind in between at that point in time. So even then, gamers, people that follow these stories were like, "What, what kind of games could Phil be playing? What kind of games could Xbox be playing? So I think we do have to at least give the Federal Trade Commission some leeway to say, look, you're a giant tech corporation. We know you can play games. We're not going to just take on faith what you're saying here because we think that you're good at playing games on this particular score. And I don't really blame them for that. But are they technically right? Did they lie about anything from ZeniMax? I would offer that they did not. Uh, But that's what the FTC is probably the most concerned about. Verge continues here with some stuff that we've already covered. Microsoft's frustrations over Sony's objections to its Activision Blizzard deal have been clear. Sony has emerged as the loudest objector. It's as excited about this deal as Blockbuster was about the rise of Netflix. Microsoft has also accused Sony of paying developers to keep their content off of its Xbox game service. And Sony has even argued that Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition could hurt developers and lead to price rises. That's right. Sony went for it. Uh, To the CMA, we know in the most recent statement that they made, and arguably, almost certainly, to the statements that they most recently made to the FTC, even though those aren't public and said that an independent Activision was 100% necessary for all of this to work. And that is the state of play. I think we've caught all the statements from everybody. We've got some super chats to wrap up. Get them in now while you can on this score. Uh, But my goodness, what a day. What a day. All right, Mr. Orange, You're up next. Listen to many episodes. Just wanted to contribute. Thanks, Hoag. Thank you so much, Mr. Orange. Nobody feel obligated to help support the channel, but I am so, so appreciative when you do. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Stacey Walpole, Microsoft just won a big government bid for cloud computing along with Oracle and others. Will that affect the Federal Trade Commission's attitude? It shouldn't. Shouldn't the Federal Trade Commission is evaluating something completely different? Uh, and in a perfect world, justice is blind on the actual nature of the parties in question. And if this transaction substantially lessens competition and should be illegal, then the Federal Trade Commission should not otherwise be concerned with the fact that Microsoft is a valuable asset and partner for the United States on a different level. Uh, and I'm saying that as someone that, again, believes that their case is weak. Uh, but we do want our regulatory bodies to not be taking into account who's who and, oh, you're friends of the government. We're going to take a light pass on you. That's not that's the opposite of justice. Right. So thank you for the question. Uh, I think that's a, an interesting An interesting look at it. That's the other aspect of what you saw for the past year, which is like, well, they'd never block this deal because that would be helping Sony, and Sony's a Japanese company and Microsoft's American. And I said, that should not be the way regulators anywhere look at this particular question. And indeed, the FTC is choosing to block this, even though it's two American companies and it benefits largely. Yes, I know Sony is headquartered in California, but still largely culturally and otherwise a Japanese company. Cameron O'Neill, playing devil's advocate. I love it. It's a good start, Cameron. If this deal creates a death spiral for Sony and forces them to exit, isn't now the time to bring this suit? Not later. Yes, yeah, absolutely. If you had a crystal ball, if you could look into the future and you said, you know, Sony's right about this. It was uh, January of 2022 when the deal was announced that ended all diversity of content and ownership in video gaming. And if we had a time machine, we would go and stop that deal. If you have that crystal ball, then I respect you, first of all, and I want to have that crystal ball too. But the problem is there's just so much prognostication that strains credibility. Sony realistically does not need Call of Duty to survive. But Call of Duty is in some respects a red herring. Right? And I think Microsoft might actually be doing it a bit of a disservice in their own statements that we just read, focusing on Call of Duty in a couple of those sections, because I do think it is just a red herring for we think you're taking over too much space in gaming, whether that's console, whether that's subscription services, whether that's cloud gaming, and that the Call of Duty issue just really isn't the be-all end-all. Now, they're focused on that because that's how CMA framed it, that's how Sony has framed it, and I understand that. I think it's the right place to focus generally, but I don't think the Federal Trade Commission, at least in their press release, really focuses specifically on Call of Duty as much as they focus on just control of the industry and content in general. So we'll have to see how this goes. But yes, playing devil's advocate, if you knew for certain that this was going to collapse the video game market in some fundamental way, then yes, now is the time to bring suit. My argument is that is not at all clear from the evidence, and you aren't just allowed to guess on these things. This is a lot of money. This is a lot of people's livelihoods. This is the future for a lot of folks that you are messing with, and so you better be darn sure, and that's what the legal system and the regulatory system is designed to protect. Jam axes Close? If Microsoft wins, do they have to give Sony any of the concessions they had promised? No. If I was them, if I win, I will make Call of Duty DLC exclusive to Game Pass. Uh, yeah, so uh, if Microsoft just were to win, then what that means legally is that their deal does not lessen competition, that it is not illegal. At that point, you don't have to offer concessions for anything because there's nothing to concede to. What you are conceding to in the, in the world in which you're giving concessions is this is illegal, but for these promises that I have made that make the deal not illegal. Uh, if your deal is not illegal to start out with, no, you don't are, you don't have any obligations other than contractual commitments that you might otherwise enter into that are separate from this process, even though they're related there too, right? They've signed a contract, we are told, with Nintendo. That doesn't go away whether or not they win or lose this deal. It's just conditioned on them actually getting the transaction done. Uh, but they would still be obligated even if they won a court case all the way down the line. Ohio boy with the giant Brutus Buckeye. Mr. Hogue, thank you for all you do. You know what? That means a lot, Brutus. That means a lot. We obviously, we have our our frictions, we have our fights in the wonderful world of Michigan versus Ohio State, but that means a lot. I appreciate it. I appreciate the support for the channel. Uh, Dan says, the Axios Axios is reporting that the FTC chose to file the complaint in its own administrative court, not in federal court. The agency is not seeking a preliminary injunction. Right. And that's one of the pieces of information that we've certainly gotten. They aren't looking for a federal court to block. Microsoft could do a lot with that in federal court. They're instead bringing it up in their own court. They don't think there's a real risk of the deal trying to be closed over. And I tend to agree with the FTC. I don't think there's a real risk of that anytime soon. Magnus Prime, personally, I don't have a horse in this race. So my question is, what do you think would be the best outcome for video games as a hobby? That's a great question. That is an honestly really great question because I read it as distinct from my corporate lawyer hat. Right? My corporate lawyer hat says, I do deals like this all the time. I work with regulatory bodies. I do not see a case to be made to block this deal. I would see it go through because of those facts. As a video game hobby? Hmm. I am always a little bit wary of ultra consolidation. I think you see that a little bit with Disney and pop culture, which is not so much that everything goes to hell in a handbasket all at once, uh, but that having one ownership, even a giant corporation in ownership uh, of things as fundamental as art and culture and media and whatnot, has a tendency to make that art and culture and media a similar flavor, right? And regardless of whether or not that flavor is good, sometimes you've just had 28 straight days of pizza and you'd like to try a burger next, or you know something better than those things. Uh, but either way, if Microsoft owns 34 development houses and they have all these major IPs, I do worry fundamentally that they start to all taste the same. They all start to feel the same. And we do see that with Disney a little bit. Uh, and I also worry about the fact that Microsoft, in its ownership of these new developers, hasn't really worked its pipelines out, hasn't gotten a lot of games out on a kind of reasonable timeframe. Now they had the pandemic, They went through the COVID years. So I think there's excuses to be had there. Uh, But I would worry about, hey, if they have all of those eggs in that basket, we very much need as gamers that basket to be churning out. What do baskets churn out? I guess they throw the eggs out. I don't know. We'll work on this metaphor in a future video. But you want them to be fully operational. Uh, And if they aren't, then that's a problem as well. So... I think independent Activision has management issues. I don't love that Activision moved all of its own eggs into the Call of Duty basket. I love Crash Bandicoot. I love Spyro the Dragon. Uh, I would have them make other types of games at the same time as Call of Duty. So overall, I'm going to say that I am in favor of the deal for video games because I think a strong and competitive Xbox helps to uh, police some of the more egregious behaviors of its main competitor in Sony and their PlayStation. And I would see that industry be more competitive at that level because I think it benefits everybody. But I would be worried about that kind of vanillaization uh, of the output of Microsoft. Fantastic question, Magnus Prime. And I love your, this is a man riding a dinosaur as a profile image. I love it. Thank you so much. And I appreciate the support of the channel. Jr. Poll, hey, Hogue, Elizabeth Warren commented, check your DMs. Elizabeth Warren, I can, I, I, I think I could maybe, I could probably do an Elizabeth Warren court uh, kind, of, uh, kind of statement already. It's going to be, it's about time that the antitrust laws are, are used for the benefit of consumers. Uh, and this is what we've long been asking for our regulatory institutions to do. We stand with the Federal Trade Commission in this. Uh, we, we, will, we will see. We will see what this says. Um, let's see if I can pull yours up. All right. Elizabeth Warren has a comment see if we can now bring this up. It's way too many buttons for me. I need a producer. <laughs> Elizabeth Warren with the tweet. <clears throat> Corporate monopolies have had free reign to hike prices and harm workers, but now the Biden administration is committed to promoting competition. I urged Lena Khan to scrutinize Microsoft's proposed merger with the Activision and welcome this FTC action to block it. All right, so a couple of things here. Uh, one, Senator Warren urged the FTC to scrutinize the deal primarily for the benefit of workers and labor organizations. Uh, And that they were concerned about monopsony control over the video game development market. Now, that uh, argument was somewhat derailed by the fact that the CWA, the main union that is unionizing Activision and now currently unionizing at ZeniMax, a subsidiary of Microsoft, a few levels down, uh, is uh, on board with the deal and says that it would be a great uh, advantage to workers because of Activision coming under new management and Microsoft's neutrality in favor of labor. Uh, The FTC basically didn't use any of the arguments the senators brought Uh, in their claim on this particular issue, and furthermore, definitely didn't bring up, at least in their press release, anything on monopsony power or or labor itself. So Elizabeth Warren doesn't like tech deals. That's her prerogative. She's been elected as a representative of the people, and certainly I think these opinions are important to take note of. Uh, But it is interesting to see that the exact reasons why the senators wanted this deal stopped didn't appear to matter that much uh, to the Federal Trade Commission. Thank you so much for flagging that for me. I really appreciate all the help I've been consistently getting from folks. Again, I just came on live and said, let's just talk this through. Uh, and so every little bit has helped me uh, get this done. And I think you'll probably see some quotes from me in the New York Post very soon. I was actually on the phone with them uh, when this all came down. Uh, Tamara Soltaniv, I really want Microsoft to win and solve the problem of Blizzard workers being overworked and understaffed, which made my favorite game Hearthstone much more worse lately. Well, I uh, can understand that. I think it makes sense to me Uh, that someone would look at Activision and its output and say, I don't think they're being managed very well. I don't think they're being run very well. I would see management change. Now, the one caution I would have there is there's no guarantee that new management is better. I think you've probably seen that throughout all sorts of companies and enterprises in your life. Uh, But I certainly understand the impulse to say, let's just change something because Activision clearly feels like a hellscape from everything that's been said, all the things that have come out from employees, et cetera. And I do have to give the disclaimer here. Uh, My brother up until last year was an employee of an Activision subsidiary. Uh, and so, you know, take that with whatever grain of salt you want, apply whatever tilt you want on that. Uh, but I, I have talked to, uh, you know, Activision developers about their roles there. So I understand feeling that way. Uh, but uh, whether or not that is the correct purview for the antitrust regulations to either concern themselves with or ignore, because, hey, we'd like to see Activision under new management so that we should ignore a potentially violative transaction. Uh, I would still see the rule of law be blind on these topics. But we do have to take everything into account. It's not a vacuum that we're looking at. Steve Perry, might Microsoft be motivated to take this all the way to a judicial decision to establish precedent that would make future acquisitions easier? So I kind of talked about this earlier. Um, As opposed to concessions, I suppose it would depend on how they felt the wind was blowing. Understand that getting to a judicial precedent is a very expensive process. It's, again, something you can discuss in law schools. The good ones are talking about this and analyzing this to some extent, which is that because of our common law jurisprudence standard in the United States, really precedent does matter. Getting to a final legal decision matters. And very often it becomes apparent even in the middle of a process that somebody is going to lose. And so they opt out with a settlement. And, And one of those things uh, that that one of those areas that this happens in that we see a lot in virtual legality is intellectual property, right? I often tell you, this is a gray area, nobody knows. And the answer to that, the reason for that is because what you've got is a situation where the actual parties in place, like say based on cheating software, for instance, we've covered that extensively in virtual legality very recently. They don't have a strong incentive if they think they are losing to set that precedent or to pay lawyers to get them to that level. So to actually get a judicial precedent in a civil action amongst commercial entities, to some extent, You need one or both parties to be crazy, to be acting irrationally. We are definitely going to win this. Let's take it to the end. From both sides to get something on paper.